back from our trip our annual trip to halloween horror nights and if you're a longtime listener of the show you know that mark and i try to do these once a year we love horror nights and we tend to bounce back and forth so last year's episode was all about our first trip to orlando breaking down the houses and the scare zones out there this year it's all about hollywood um so just so you know for new people (laughs) or if you're confused what the fuck are they talking about where's the movies (laughs) This is That's a special a it's a special episode. We don't talk about movies on this episode. Uh, we are just going to be reviewing Halloween Horror Nights, telling you guys a little bit about our experience. Mark and I are going to be um, going through each of the houses, telling you guys what we experienced, and then at the end we'll rank them. We've got kind of like some categories for favorite uh, bits that we'll get into. And uh, you know what, dude? Let me just do some quick house. Should I just fucking do some quick house clean? Yeah, just do it, man. Let me do this shit, though, because I haven't done this yet. Oh, I fucked up. You know what I should do? I should just do this. <laughs> it's a spoopy episode, and I already fucked up. You can, I still have vacation brain. You know when you're traveling and you're like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm fucking useless, everybody. You're I'm sorry. Reintegrating with society, like being <laughs> yes. in prison. It and really now is. You're out. Now I'm out. And I'm like, I'm like, can I take a piss, boss? <laughs> kind of spooky if you think about it. Ooh. There we go. Quick housekeeping, as everybody knows, patreon.com slash the Matt and Mark movie show. The link is in the show notes for as little as a dollar. You can help support this show and get access to tons of extra content, video, podcasts, get wrecked lives over there. I have a mini series I'm doing that's just for Patreon called Exposing My Shelf, which I just dropped the new episode, episode two, all about Scream Factory. So if you want to see my whole Scream Factory collection, one by one, all the covers, me talking, going in-depth each of the movies. I think the episode's, like, almost an hour long. <laughs> it's, a, um, it's your first feature film. <laughs> it's my first feature film. Uh, it's called Exposing My Shelf, Episode 2, Scream Factory. Uh, you can sign up for Patreon. You can help support us so that we can cover some of the costs, the offset the costs of this show. But also, you get access to a bunch of stuff. Again, patreon.com slash the Matt Mark Movie Show. Voicemail. You can leave us a voicemail, 707 948 6707. If you leave us a message, we will play it on the show. And thankfully, no one left a message this week. <laughs> Not Except even Except we do have a message of a, of a different kind. Ooh. So like last week where we had a cameo from the Movie City Maniacs talking about their spoopy, uh, helping us celebrate spoopy season with their spoopy movie picks. Uh, somebody you know, Mark, our buddy Kevin from The Real For Real oh, shit. is cameoing this week. He recorded a special message. So our buddy at The Real For Real on Instagram, we love Kevin. He's awesome. We're going to have him He's on the, the show uh, again soon. It's been too long. Uh, he's helping us celebrate spoopy season on the show and uh, giving us his picks uh, for spoopy movies that he's oh, watching nice. this October. So stay tuned for that. That'll be at the end of the pod. And... Also, one quick thing. I want to pick your brain about this. We could just, it's still part of housekeeping. I'm kind of holding on the YouTube versions of the pod because on YouTube, they're not seeing that much traffic. Is it like three people? It's like 30, 40 views. Oh, 
That's not bad. That's no, no. Forty is good for us, though. That's the ceiling. <laughs> that's the. Don't get excited. That's not. We don't I get that in the should... first twenty-four hours. We got to build oh. to that. So I think what I'm going to do, Mark, I want to at least just hash this out on the show really quick. I was like, I didn't put up last week's uh, episode Saw X because a I was getting ready to go out of town with you to go to Horror mm-hmm. Nights, but b I was like, no, nobody's fucking chasing me for this YouTube version of the pod. And it does take a little time to put together. So my plan was maybe I'll just wait and I'll put all the spoopy YouTubes out like on one day or something like before Halloween. Or depending if nobody gives a shit, I don't have to do that. I can just keep, I figure most, or they could just be Patreon episodes. Or they could just, yeah, that's a good call. Because it's like, here's the thing. It's like people really know us from the audio podcast. That's where our numbers and our listenership comes from. They are not on YouTube. There's no crossover. <laughs> I think it's just like randos finding us they on YouTube. They don't know it exists. <laughs> they don't know we exist. So um, also, I want to give a shout out and, and kind of a shame out. A shame out when you shame someone. So you know how we're doing these cameos for other pods coming in for spoopy season? I'm fucking calling out. Speaking of Jeff, I'm calling out Love of Cinema. I messaged them. I said, hey, guys, do you want to help us celebrate spoopy season on the pod? And you can like give us your, you know, give, you know, I'll play your thing on the show. Fucking crickets. They all went rogue like John. Dude, they all went rogue. <laughs> they all went rogue. Like, I'm not fucking doing that. So, love of cinema. If you you have the opportunity to be part of our spoopy season by pre-recording your spoopy movie picks, where are you guys? What? By happened? the way, that just reminded me of that Jason Bourne scene. It's like your message pops up on their phone, and then they blend into a crowd yeah. and vanish. Yeah, I, I look across the street just as a bus is passing, and I see them. And as the bus passes, they're gone. <laughs> and then some Moby music just starts playing for yeah. no reason. <laughs> nah. the Bourne stuntacular. Only it's love of cinema. Okay. People who listen oh to our sh- people who listen to our <laughs> podcast and go to Universal Studios, this is the episode for you. All right, enough house uh, housekeeping. Mark, <laughs> I'm going to share my screen. So Ooh, yes, moment of the show where I share my screen. Mark, it's time to go to the houses of yeah. Halloween Horror Nights. So I've been mistakenly numbering it because last year we went to Orlando and that was HHN 31. That is for Orlando. Hollywood hasn't been oh. running as many years, so they technically don't number their events. They do it by the year. Because if it was like numbered out in Hollywood, it would be HHN Hollywood 20 or something, right? Yeah. So what they do is they just call it Halloween Horror Nights 2023. So that's what I'll be doing. I've been mistakenly calling it HHN 32. HHN 32 is Orlando. Um, so we did go to Hollywood. This is our second time there. We've done these trips three times. This is our second visit to Hollywood. And... I got to tell you, man, I mean, I want to hear from you, Mark, but I was super fucking impressed by Hollywood. Not that I wasn't impressed with Orlando because I was and we had a great time, but uh, I really thought this was like the I think this was the best I've ever seen HHN. I know we've only been going for three years, but this is this was quality, I thought. Oh, yeah, it was fantastic, especially those scare zones and the buildup. Yeah, that's still the best part. Like, I'll say both coasts have that awesome buildup, but there's something about being in Hollywood where you see like 
the mountains in the background and that sunset that you see in the back of those like you know the studio animations it's like wow we're the birthplace of all of this so it has like yes like a really special feeling almost and so the di- the only difference that i see i know that the- we have some similar houses on each coast just to let you the listener know um they are very different and couldn't be more different uh, both in execution and sometimes even if it's the same IP. Like, for instance, both coasts have a Chucky house. Both coasts have a Last of Us house and an Exorcist house. But the details, the sets, the scare actors, these things are different on each coast. So I can't speak to Orlando because I wasn't there. We can only speak to Hollywood. Um that said, if you're a purist and you don't want to hear any details about the mazes and maybe you're going to Horror Nights, we're not doing a non-spoiler section. We are spoiling that shit just fucking <laughs> straight on. So, uh, spoiler. Right. <laughs> so, you've been warned. Spoiler alert for the houses. Mark and I completed all the houses. I believe there are nine total if you count um, Terror, Terror Tram, Tram right? which we are. And there are three scare zones so you know what let you want to just get the scare zones out of the way first yeah let's do it before we get into that the nitty-gritty of the houses um where are the scare zones it just says scream filled scare zones but i remember what they were <laughs> so one was the ghosts one was toys. ghosts which was the one where you entered and uh the ghosts and what we'll do is by the way both for our scare zones and our houses i'll try to give you guys a bit of context i know we never do that on the show <laughs> i'm just gonna try and give you a bit of context to make it at least somewhat interesting to the people who maybe are listening and have no fucking clue what we're yeah. talking about <laughs> so ghosts with a Z, everything in Hollywood had a Z on the end. Ghosts. Exterminators. Um, yeah, exterminators, toys. Uh, <laughs> ghosts uh, was the name of the scare zone. And what it consisted of was people who were all dressed in white with white wigs, white faces, white clothing, and had chainsaws. I don't know why the ghosts said chainsaws. <laughs> uh, but this scare zone was right in the front of the park as you entered the front gates. Um, Mark, what did you think of ghosts? I thought, you know, because they were, you know, like you said, dressed up in, they almost, some of them look like they were in lab coats and stuff, like shredded <laughs> yeah. lab coats. Some of them had like but white because... blue jeans. I was like, what is this, a white snake <laughs> video? Yeah. It reminded me a bit of like uh, House of a Thousand Corpses for some reason. Oh. I, I actually enjoyed it. I And there's something about hearing those chainsaws start revving up. Plus that one, like they're all of varying sizes too. Like we noticed there's like one super fast guy. And yep. then there's like a tall, skinny guy, and Matt was saying he did this like he has this special dip. He had like he a bow. He had like a yeah. he had like a mullet. He was very like 1980s punker, but he had like a mullet, like an all white mullet. And then he would do like these like Iggy Pop like bows <laughs> as he was taking his chainsaw. He was like very rock and roll ghosts. <laughs> but yeah, Mark's right. Usually when you enter Halloween Horror Nights, if you've never been, the first thing you hear are the chainsaws. And there are roving hordes of different chainsaw <laughs> gangs. But they're never considered like a straight up scare zone. Like in Orlando, this would have just been like a horde, basically. The entrance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It would have been like, welcome. <laughs> There's no info desk. It's just people with chainsaws. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this was technically a scare zone. I also liked it too. I mean, I'm always a, I, I know some people vary on the whether or not you can tolerate the chainsaw noise for X amount of time. Um, I personally like it. It reminds me of Halloween Horror Nights. Um, it's something I look forward to, and it's something that is so signature to the event that I'm like, yep, chainsaws are here. I don't know why they're ghosts. Um, <laughs> I do wish the theming was a little tighter on the scare zones. That is my one overall note. Like, yes, cool, ghosts. Yes, cool, toys. Um, 
But why why do they have chainsaws? Why did the if the ghosts have chainsaws, why did the toys also have chainsaws? If they're just roving hordes of chainsaw gangs, just let them be chainsaw gangs. You know what I mean? So that was a little weird. Um but ghosts overall fun start to the event. Uh, anything ra- else about how ghosts? How would you rank them, by the way? Oh, I think there's a clear winner here. <laughs> yeah, I think so, yeah. I think there's a clear winner. I, felt, I think, you know what? I'll say toys was the weakest. I'll just start with that. Yeah, because yeah. it almost felt like we missed it. Yes, and I just we, remember just we going basically through and we were did. Like, oh, there it is. We basically <laughs> did. So we should tell people we did the RIP tour because we fancy. And, um, <laughs> And if you don't know what that means, that's basically a VIP tour, but for Halloween. So they they make sure you hit all the houses because with the amount of crowds, even with an express oh. pass, you're never going to hit all the houses. It's just it's not going to happen. Long. Especially because you're only there one night, right? We got to make the most of it. So we'd like to go on the RIP tour. Plus they feed us and we're fucking old. <laughs> we want to eat dinner and stuff. You know what I mean? We'd like to get down with horror and get scared, but we also want to have some prime rib. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so, like going to that nine inch nails and getting concert and just getting this. The yeah. They're like, can I'll I have, sit for this one. Can I have the Evian water seats with, <laughs> yeah. with prime rib add on? That's what that is. While head like a hole is playing. Head like a hole. <laughs> You're fucking cutting your prime rib. That's us. At, that's us at HHN. But Mark is right. I would put <laughs> I would put toys at the bottom, which is our next one, um, with a Z toys because we basically missed it. We walked through it, and I think it was just, um, I think it was just a lack of actors and sort of no structure. That's what I noticed. Like in Orlando, their scare zones are very clearly defined and marked. Oh yeah. And like here are the the added outdoor elements which tell I me kinda, I'm in a I special really like zone. That. I miss that. That's yeah. the only thing I miss about Orlando. Is like. This is clearly designated a scare zone. They took their time. And Hollywood, it's like a gathering of characters as a scare yeah. zone, which is, is it's fine. It's more like you're saying. It's more like scare gangs. They're scare but gangs. The yeah. zones out in, in uh, it's pretty cool because they would have like, you know, they actually had cornfields for the scarecrow set. Yes. So it actually felt you were and going you through, walked walking through that through like barn, that almost. like druid area where they were sacrificing yeah. people. That was last year in Orlando. <laughs> this year, toys, we weren't walking through a toy chest or someone's room. We were outside and there were characters, scare actors dressed as toys. And they had chainsaws because it's Hollywood. Oh. So they all had chainsaws. <laughs> the one thing we did notice, remember when we went back the second day to the park itself? We're like, oh, there are these two creatures like in these toy boxes. Oh, yes. But it's like they... you wouldn't really notice them. Well, I didn't notice. I don't think they were out when we walked through uh, I don't on our on our that. tour night because <laughs> I would have remembered a giant, you know, it was like a think of like a giant yeti looking thing on top yeah. of a mountain of dead stuffed animals. <laughs> um, but the toys had they were cool looking. The the character designs like there was a dolly who was like a broken face porcelain doll. Uh, there was a Nutcracker man we saw on stilts who had like oh, blood yeah. coming down the front of his Nutcracker face. And I want to say there was a teddy bear, like a bear. Do you remember seeing a bear? I don't remember. No, I I'm pretty sure I saw him. I do. But there was like a like a mallet. <laughs> oh, there was a toy maker. That oh, was a toy was. maker. Oh, okay. I saw. Yeah, I saw a giant teddy bear with who had like clearly like mauled oh, someone, <laughs> and he had like blood and viscera on his teddy bear face. He was giant though, uh, and they gave that they, that was like a giant like a fat scare actor. So that guy like it was really creepy looking because it looked like a real teddy bear, like a giant sized teddy bear. That um, poor guy was probably dying inside. He's probably that dying. It was wow. hot as balls. We should say that's that's a good to note too. It was yeah, hot even at as night. Fuck. It's, it's still hot. It was like eighties. Yeah, don't wear a jacket. 
Like no. I almost wore a jacket because like maybe at nighttime it gets cold and Fuck my no. old bones will need warmth. And it's like, nope, it's fine. You'll be fine. Yeah. But it is yeah. weird that it's October and it was like 80 something degrees. Cli- climate change, dude. Perhaps even <laughs> scarier than Horror Nights, Mark, is climate change and its effects on our on our world. Am I right? <laughs> Mark and I had a lot of heart to heart conversations in Hollywood. One of them was about climate change and my pitch for how to fix it. <laughs> Mark, is my pitch to fix climate change? Is it not genius? I think it's pretty damn good. I think it's. Are you going to pitch great. it here on the? No, show I'm right not going to pitch it here. I want to. I want to trademark it and sell it to the Pentagon. Is my idea because <laughs> I think I've really got something. If somebody can give me a, I a will only meeting. pitch this to a symposium of scientists in front of <laughs> yeah. the military. Get me like Neil deGrasse Tyson, <laughs> Elon Musk, uh, who's another famous one. I don't know. Give me the most famous weather person. <laughs> Give me a famous meteorologist. Storm Fields. Sam Champion. <laughs> Is it Sam Champion from New York? New York ABC News. He's like the the weatherman in New York. They all have crazy names, and they all. Oh, sound Al like, Roker. Kinda... Al Roker. Get that motherfucker. <laughs> he does weather. Anyway, guys, call me. I have an idea to save planet Earth. You're all welcome. And all I want in return is a lifetime pass to Horror Nights. For Mark and I, that's it. You don't need to pay me. My payment <laughs> is fame and glory from saving planet Earth and a <laughs> lifetime pass for me and my buddy to go to Horror Night. That's it. That's all you owe us. All right, Mark, shall we just rip the cat, fucking take the cat out of the yeah, bag here? Do, do you have anything to say for toys? Anything else? Uh, it was uh, forgettable, I guess. <laughs> it was forgettable because our number one. So here are the scare zone rankings right now. This is the we're, one we're about, about to finish it. So bottom <laughs> is toys for us because we yeah. really didn't get to experience. We didn't have any scares or moments with them at all. Then I would say the ghosts because we did get a couple interactions with them, which was cool. Oh, yeah. They're always great. for But that. here we go. <laughs> number one, top of the list, best scare zone by a country mile was Las Momias. Oh my god, it was so good. If you're wondering what that is, <laughs> Momias is the Latino version of mummies. Uh, they are like Latin American mummies. They call them Los Momias. And um, they were on, I believe they were on, if you know the park very well, I believe they were on French Street. We were right outside of the little French uh, restaurant, little patisserie oh, yeah. area. Um, Moulin Rouge, outside of the Moulin Rouge on French Street. Um, so if you, next time you're in the park, that's where they are. You can't miss them. It is a clearly defined scare zone. There's no cheating with fucking yeah. chainsaws and shit here. There's no Z here. They're not momias. It's the momias <laughs> with an S because you put some fucking respect on it. Okay. And the street is taken over by giant <laughs> skeletons, like these, um, almost like these giant uh, shrines. And walking around are the momias, who are like a mixture of like some of them look very traditional, like like uh, Mayan or Aztec mummies. And some of them look like modern day, like I have a hood on, like I was a shepherd or something, and I got yeah, possessed. Yeah, that threw me off. Yeah, I, like, I think it was like a flannel shirt. <laughs> is this like a Nirvana momia? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is this guy really into grunge, this momia? <laughs> no, it was because I think it was because it was like there were all eras. Like, here's back to the ancient Aztecs, here's the modern day momia. They had a female momia who was, I think, like from the 1800s. It sounds like a like... fashion show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know my fashion people. Yves, Yves Saint Laurent presents momias. <laughs> Mark. So Mark and I, this is what happened. We were on our tour. And on the tour, you basically start at this banquet. And they let you eat dinner. And Mark and I ate dinner. 
That was and, really uh, goddamn. Which was delicious. <laughs> and we were like, we have 20 minutes before the tour is going to take off. Let's go hang out in a scare zone. I was like, I don't want to just That was a sit. brilliant idea, by the way. Yeah, I was like, it's right outside. It's right here on French Street. I was like, I don't want to just hang out inside and stare at, like, my plate with half a cookie on it. Like, let's go. So Mark and I <laughs> burned the rest of our 20 minutes hanging out in the Momia scare zone. And this was some of the most fun I had the whole trip, dude. Oh, my God, yeah. It was great because they, it's fun to watch them. But then they see you watching them, and then they start going <laughs> after you. It's fantastic. <laughs> Those actually, that was, I think, the closest any of the scare actors have ever gotten. Right? They got pretty like they got very close, it was, like I've, almost like multiple times to the forehead. Well, they, but was they were the, very good. They didn't stab dude. anyone in the eyeball. Yes, fantastic they did scare, scare actors. The shit out of everybody. Fantastic scare actors in that zone. I think the best out of any scare zone. Maybe some of the best in the park. I have to say. Oh yeah, I think so. because yeah, they were relentless. Sure interacting targeting people there was one team people (laughs) double team there was one momia we called the dick stabber because he kept coming up and trying to stab us in the dick we don't know what what that guy's problem was and then there was a fucking momia lady on stilts (laughs) who would pretend to knee you in the face as she walked by dude she almost got me she almost got you there were a couple hooded crap out of like nirvana momias who had machetes (laughs) and there was um one guy who looked like uh like (laughs) Like a Grim Reaper kind of guy with a shovel who would come up and try to hit you. Oh in the yeah, face the, with the shoveler, shovel. <laughs> the shoveler. Yes, and they they all knew how to spin the weapons too, which was very impressive. That was cool. Yeah, that one Nirvana Momia had like a fucking. <laughs> he was like Leonardo from the Ninja Turtles, like fucking doing his katana shit with them. <laughs> it was so fun. You can see, by the way, not to be this person, <laughs> you can see I posted a full on uh, Momia Scare Zone video on our Patreon. It looks great. So if you want to go hang out with Mark and I in the Momia Scare Zone and watch us just laugh like idiots, and you can see the dick stabber too. He does yeah. stab the dick like several times. Uh, you can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash the Matt Mark Movie Show. Um, yes, dude. It was so fucking fun. It was so that fun. That was like I, the most fun out of the entire park experience, I think, was just I agree out there. I agree. Only one other and this was a house only one other thing comes close for the fun level for me for hhn for that but i gotta give it up man i've been thinking and talking about the momia since i came home because i had the best time like mark and i really did it right this trip like before we get into the houses i feel like we really That's did it right all dude. to your planning dude that was crazy oh good. thank you but also I've it never just been worked on a out. smoother trip it just kind of worked out it was like we had time before the tour started like we got there early enough that we were there for the changeover. Like, the park was fun, normal. Yeah. And Mark and I were in a bar. We were actually in the... You're going to make fun. We were in the Peacock Bar. I fucking love Peacock. Hey, Siri, I'll call your whole family. Hey, Siri, I'll send the Momias to you. It wouldn't be an episode without Siri, without Siri being dumb a comment. fucking bitch about it. Um, yes, dude. We had the best time because we were at the Peacock Bar. You know, you guys love, know I love Peacock. And we started out with a drink. We drank the Purge Punch... Which I cannot find. That was find. a great choice. Holy shit, that it, was good. God, it was good. I only wanted it because it was the one drink they made with vodka. There was like a Chucky drink that had too much shit in it. It was like fucking rainbow candy strips, frosting, a pretzel, <laughs> bourbon. I was like, I don't want that goddamn Chucky drink. Yeah, there's that one with like, like it was like a pumpkin flavored, <laughs> yes. like with. I don't know, like fruity sour strips. Was like, that was weird. Oh, that was the Chucky one, I think. Oh, that, that was, was the Chucky one. Yeah. What was we that drank other the one. I don't remember what the third one was. It was named after some murder or some shit. <laughs> the OJ. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> That's horrible. I'm sorry, everybody. Um, we drank the Purge Punch, uh, which was a special a specialty cocktail for the event that was ter- Tito's Vodka. Something red. It was almost like red Kool-Aid. I, I know that's totally not what, what it was. was. And like jello. And a slab of jello on top that would float at the top of the drink, and you would kind of get bits of jello as you drank it. That sounds oh, gross, it so but it was kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. It almost had like a sourish taste to it, too. Yes. It was delicious. Now, because we were at the Peacock Bar, Mark, I think if we would have been there later, we would have run into him. But I was waiting for us to run into um, David S. Pumpkins. The guy from Saturday Night Live who's like, any questions? (laughs) Because he's a scare actor this year, and I know he hangs out at the Peacock Bar. Yes, he hangs out at the bar, and he goes around and fucks with people. And I was like, oh, this guy's totally going to appear while Mark and I are having a drink. But he never came. I think it was too early in the night. So we had our purge drink, but it was cool to, like, see the changeover from a bar, super comfortable. While being drunk. (laughs) While being, yeah, getting a good buzz on. Then, like, going to the tour, eating, and then just having time to fuck around and hang out with the Momias for 20 minutes was great. Oh, yeah. We watched them fucking target people gang gang up on this one girl you could see in our video. They, they like, pushed her up against a fucking wagon. That sounds really bad, but it was funny. It was funny. (laughs) Mark, I had the best time with you at the Momias. I had the most fun with that too. It's just like having conversations, and then you know, it'd be funny. And then like we'd be talking about some stuff, and then in the background, there'd be people eating around because there's like tables, and they would just go up to these people and start harassing them. Yes, you weren't even safe sitting at a goddamn table. Like on French Street, you have this lovely little French parasol area with a chair. People trying to eat a fucking croissant, okay? And a fucking momia comes out of nowhere, fuck, tries to stab you right in the penis. Mm. Just for looking at the Momia scares out. <laughs> Fuck your French shit here. Mm, at the Momias. That's what happens. Dude, we laughed so much, dude, during the Momias. We were having a blast. Like, if they wouldn't have come to get us, we would have just hung out there for like another hour, I think. Because we were having such a good time. And Mark, again, Mark shot all this amazing video that you can see on our Patreon. It was so fun. But Holy yeah, dude, shit. by a country mile, um, Momias was like the scare zone. It's also like... The only scare zone, kind of by default. Yeah, exactly. It's like dressed. It has lighting. It has its own music. Like it felt like an Orlando scare zone. I say that as a compliment. But like in in a more compact. That's the other thing about it. I noticed that LA is definitely more compact. By the way, if it sounds like my voice is going, my nose is just getting more congested for some reason. I don't know why. Climate change, dude. I have the solution. I have the solution. Pentagon, call me. (laughs) <laughs> or leave us a message at 707-948-6 next week. It's like, I have two voice messages. One is from Jeff and one is from the CIA. <laughs> we would like to get a hold of you. <laughs> I'm going to give the CIA <laughs> Jeff's number and let them just call Jeff. Oh, my God. And then years later, Roland Emmerich's going to make a movie about it. Yes. You'll yes, be played dude. by like Jack Black, and somehow you'll be in some limousine going to the Pentagon, and then all these like fucking meteors start striking. <laughs> dude, what are you talking? I'll be deep faked. They'll just AI me to life. <laughs> I'll be played by Shrek. I'll be played by a fucking cartoon character. They're like in the role of Matt Gilbert, donkey Shrek. from Shrek. That's what'll happen because we'll all be AI'd at that point. <laughs> Um, Mark, should we start? To, anything else to add about the Momias? 
no that other than it's the best goddamn section just hang out there <laughs> get a all meal right. <laughs> all right let's fucking do it i think i think let's try and do this let's do it like this dude because it's just right here let's talk about terratram the exterminators that one was dope so terratram the exterminators is uh the terratram is unique to hollywood it's only in hollywood oh, really orlando has a tram tour you take during the day but hollywood they don't incorporate it into their horror night event i think it would be too much of a clusterfuck for them but Hollywood decides they're going to incorporate it. And it's a very famous part. Like, people who only go to Hollywood HHN, they, like, love the Terror Tram. This was our first time on the tram. We had heard about it. It had been built up for years. We were like, what's this shit going to be? And I'm happy to report the Terror Tram was really fucking fun. Um, I the, loved it. The theme this year was Exterminators with a Z. With the fucking <laughs> Z is back. Return of the Z. Terror Tram the Exterminators. And this guy here, as you can see on screen, if you're watching the video version of this, his name is Larry Larva. He's like the, <laughs> he's like the, the Beetlejuice-like leader of the Exterminators. Basically, they want to have a bug uprising to kill humanity. You're told this on the tram. He like, it's, but it's kind of done in that tongue-in-cheek Beetlejuice way. He's like, we, you know, insects outnumber humans a billion to one. We could start a revolution. Let's kill Isn't these Isn't it kind of like a, a late TV ad almost, right? Yes, He's totally. Like, you should hire us to get rid of these damn humans. Like one of those 4 a.m. infomercials. <laughs> it's totally what it is. It's got an 800 number and stuff. And I expected the Terror Tram like, to pull over the side of the road. We were going to walk through a house and that was it. The Terror Tram is actually like five houses. Yeah, it's pretty long. <laughs> it's a huge outdoor walking experience where you are getting out of your tram you are walking through a section like there'll be like a motel section where the insects have taken over there's like another section with spiders and another section where you're walking past um the actual set the plane crash set from steven spielberg's war of the worlds fucking awesome um and and more and there are little areas more larry larvas kind of creep up and as you're walking through there are just tons of bug people, like giant bug creatures reaching for you, bug creatures with chainsaws, bug creatures who are mutating humans and pushing them into toxic waste bats. <laughs> and um, and also, by the way, we would be remiss if we did, because we are a movie show. We walked through the actual set of Nope. We walked through the set of Jordan Peele's Nope. It was Jupiter's Claim. Um, and they incorporate, I guess they just treated it like a Jordan Peele area because they were like, what's some <laughs> other Jordan Peele movies? So like The Tethered. You know, the creepy uh, people from us <laughs> were roaming through as we walked through Jupiter's claim. So they would scare us. Um, and also one of them had like a get out reference, which was kind of funny. But yeah, it was all part of Terra Tram. So Mark, I'm, I'm, I've been jogging my mouth. Um, Mark, what did you think of Terra Tram? You know what I was thinking of when we were walking through? I was like, damn, it almost feels like there are as many actors as people walking through. Yes. And it's really set dress too. It's not just that that plane in the background. It's not just the same plash, plash, crashed plane. It actually they they like shove some bodies in it. There's like a body coming through the front window, so they dressed everything. And of course, there was also that the zombie lady with the uh, cart that was being she was pushing stuff around it. Oh, she had like a little mutated larva in her in her basket. In the that shopping was like, cart. Ah! It was like a little animatronic. That was writhing and roaring and stuff. And there actually was a larva man later, wasn't there? Like a, I think so, yeah. They always have like some sort of larva guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, by the way, if you are watching the video, this is uh, kind of a, a 
a bit of our experience. You could see Larry Larva on the tram and he does a whole pitch to you. I really oh, enjoyed wow. Did it. Did they make a bunch of short films for these? Only a couple. Uh, only like three or four attractions, but Terra Tram merited its own short film. <laughs> um, there's Larry Larva. I won't play too oh, much, so Mark, gross. just in case you want to watch Terra Tram. Uh, I won't spoil any more of the video for you. But it was awesome, man. Uh, this was a house that, uh, or several houses, this was an experience. A, it was it was nice to walk through an outdoor, because the more outdoors at this point of the night, the like more aired out it was. So you got like fresh air. <laughs> While you got to be scared and you got to walk through these historic movie sets. And I thought the actors, again, the scare actors did a great job. Um, they they did a good job. Like, I think one of the problems that I think I had with Orlando, and we ran into it a little bit in Hollywood, is sometimes the crowds, there's so many, many fucking people that you wind up conga lining through yeah. an event. So it's hard to get a proper scare or it's hard for a scare actor to do their job properly because there's too many goddamn people. Everybody can see you're, you are not looking at where you're supposed to be looking. So you can be scared. You're looking at the fucking 18 people ahead of you and the 50 people behind you. So I think it was worse in Florida actually, because it was a lot. Worse, I felt yeah. like we were, I felt like we were just a continuous line. There was no, like, I feel, I find that in LA, there's more of a gap or you can create more gaps. Once you're in Florida, they're just like, everybody yeah, keeps just going through. And then unfortunately you get that poor timing thing where you're like, Oh, that would have been a good scare to get. But you know, it's yep. like the guy, like three in front of you. Do you get cur- that? You get a little jealous of like, cause everybody's yeah. I do you get a little jealous of somebody getting your scare. You're like, God damn it. That guy got my fucking. Yeah. Well, you acknowledge how waiting. good it is. <laughs> yeah. He was on his Scottie phone. The only time I don't mind is if you're going first because then it's like a shared moment and I can yes. like interact with you. But if it's some other other person, I have no clue. You're like, there's like there's no person. bond between us. It's exactly. like oh, that guy just took the scare from us. God damn it! Yeah, exactly, man. Um, or the worst one too is like you walk through it and nothing happens, and then you just hear the person behind you like, oh, you're like, oh, ah, yes. crap! I just or you feel that you know the flash of light. You just get that. The, 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 the cue, the like, like scare cue, basically. <laughs> um, yes, well, Mark is right. Um, the cool thing I was going to say about Terra Tram in relation to crowds is they really grouped us well. Like they yeah. created a gap between like our little tour group and the next group. So we really, it really felt like we got to encounter the tram with just like a, a small group of 10 people or something, right? Yeah, it felt great. And the, like you said, the spaces were better. I didn't realize that how how long it was because... Most of the houses, I would say, they feel short and not in a bad way. It's just like, you know, you can only do so much with so much space. So there is a restriction there. But this one felt like, okay, this one just kept going. And it was like Matt was saying, it's like you were walking through this whole storyline because there's all these different areas and they're populated really well. And even when you're, you know, the funny thing is, even though you're in these outside, these large spaces, you still get scared. Like, what was it in the uh, in Jupiter's claim? Is it called right? Yes. Where that there's just this one woman. Oh in yes, the, that in lady. The middle, uh... and she just goes. <laughs> but there's, <laughs> there's a bunch of them just standing around, and Scared it was the very shit unsettling. Out of me. She yeah, did that very... right as I walked by, yeah, and there the was also switch. a giant. There was like a giant scare actor. Remember him? He was one yeah. of the us guys. He looked like the Huge. dad in us. He didn't even have to do great. anything. <laughs> that guy just, he was came just by with like a giant following bat. people around. <laughs> yeah, like that was really freaky. All, all in all, I had an excellent first experience with the Terra Tram. Um, we'll have to see where it ends up on our rankings, but I thought this was a win. I had a great oh, time. Yeah, for and sure. I also tend to like 
I, I think there are many different flavors of, of what you get at Horror Nights. And I like it when Horror Nights get silly. Like, I like the Killer Clown's house, and I like the Ghostbusters house. And so this was right up my alley. Um, and, and I had a great time with it. I don't mind when Horror Nights get silly. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> shall we Shall we go on? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so let's get into the houses proper. And maybe what we'll do is we'll start just like on the site here with our big ticket stuff. Mark, uh, we did get to do the Stranger Things house. Um, so this was actually a house that we had seen a different version of in 2019 in Hollywood. And that was kind of taking events from season one and season two of Stranger Things. This house is firmly a season four Stranger Things house because it features Vecna. It features... Um, max and running up that hill there's all this shit in california so if you're not caught up with stranger things this is interesting because i like i'm caught up on the show mark is not um so i'm interested mark to hear your take on stranger things like as per as a person who just has not seen season four yet like was this house effective for you, you or what? what did you think it sounded like a very cool season because you gave me a little bit of background as we were walking toward the house and it sounds awesome but for some reason the house just didn't it felt too like I think they try to do too much with it. So instead of taking like the entire season arc and trying to tell that story, I would say if they had done a smaller moment and just concentrated on that, it would have been cooler. Cause like they either even saying there's that one section that was like, it was just this panorama of the desert. Yes. And it just, there was no scares to it or anything. It didn't really set anything up and it just, looked bad they didn't even if they made it so it was like you know maybe this is like a glass tube that you're looking through but you're supposed to be standing in this desert and it's like it doesn't yeah work. it was weird so i i unfortunately might push that one toward the bottom of my list but only maybe it could be a combination too of i just didn't see season four so maybe i miss things and also it could be that maybe my timing was bad and I just missed some really good scares. There were, I mean, there yeah. are certain elements that were very detailed and cool, but for some reason for me, it kind of fell flat on its face a bit and no yeah, I, to stranger things. No, not at all. I, and I'm kind of right there with you. Um, and I'm somebody who loves stranger things and loves season four. I thought they tried to do a little too much. I think there's such a thing as having, trying to recreate too many scenes. Like I don't think you needed the California bit with the Nina project and the desert. Like Mark was saying, like, it was just kind of an odd moment to walk through um, and not use as a scare. But, like, there were cool things, but it, it didn't need um, – it needed more transitional scenes or more seamless transitions to take you from, oh, we're built – I think that is what, a, is what an effective haunted maze can do. It raises the tension because you understand – the, the situation you're in. And you do that because you could see the story building or you're sensing that a monster is coming and then that monster is coming. It's not bouncing you in a bunch of different directions with no rhyme or reason. We only know them as people who watch the show because we saw the show. So we know, oh, now they're doing this scene. Now they're recreating this scene. So to me, it felt a little disjointed, but I know that's a nitpick, but, um, or a criticism rather, but the stuff that worked, I thought was cool. It was cool to be in the Vecna mindscape. Vecna himself looked great. They didn't overdo Vecna with the scares, that scare actor. Like, uh, I don't know if you remember the last Stranger Things house that we went to, but like that Demogorgon, it was like the only scare they had. And they kept pushing that same Demogorgon out. And by the end, people were like, <laughs> I've had enough of this guy. Um, but they didn't overuse Vecna. They had like effective scares, good variety of scares when it came to Vecna. And they used Vecna well. Um, 
I think the Vecna stuff worked better than the Steve and Dustin stuff did with the demo bats. Um, also, if you're going to have that scene, you got to have them play Metallica. It was weird that that wasn't playing. Maybe but they didn't get the license. Maybe they didn't it. get the license, which again is weird. But it was cool well, to one see of the like actors that looked like they were just going like this. With it was the just bat. thrashing. Like, yeah, that was Eddie. That was Eddie with Whoa. the demo bat. Yeah, it's it's going to be on the bottom of my list, and that hurts. I still had a good time walking through it. I just think because of the distor- the disjointed nature, trying to do too much in too little time hurt the house, unfortunately. But the Vecna think, stuff was cool. Do you think it felt more like they're doing fan service? Like, oh, so people... A little like, bit. It's like people, oh, yep, there's this people expect us yeah. to see this. People expect to see this. Like, everybody knew they were going to do the running up that hill. Everybody knew they were going to be in the Vecna world. They were going to be in the Creel house with the clock. Like, I expected to see those things, and I got those things. But to me, the most effective bits were when I didn't expect Vecna and he popped out. Like at the very end, to me, the most effective moment in the whole house, spoiler, is when you walk through the streamers and you're at the snowball, which is the dance. And they have that glittery area. And it's like, snowball, 1985, or whatever it is. And then Vecna popped out through that banner and scared the shit out of me. <laughs> and that was my favorite moment of the house because not, I'm not only it's not only engaging me as a Stranger Things fan, just as a person who likes haunted attractions, it got they got me. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the sets were beautiful. The costuming was awesome. Um, they really they really did a great with the recreations. If that was the if that was the point, cool. The actors were cast really well too. Agreed. The eleven was good. Yeah. It's hard to do younger kids. We were Mark and I were talking about this at the event. The reason the other Stranger Things house from a couple years ago kind of stunk so bad was because. The kids weren't there. They were all mannequins. So the house felt like you were just moving through dioramas. It was really bizarre. And it's because it's like you can't have fucking kid actors there for like eight hours a night in the (laughs) middle of the night. You know what I mean? It's too difficult. There's too many goddamn rules. Like, so this year they were able to have a good mixture of, because the kids are a little older, but they were able to do like some mannequins, but like Dustin and Eddie were scare actors. Eleven was a scare actor. Uh, Max was a scare actor. So it was like, I don't know. That was very effective. Costume design on Vecna was great. Set design was great. But this just didn't come together for me. It's, and it's it's purely just pe- people trying to do too much at once. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Anything else on Stranger Things Season 4? No, not, not, not at all. Not at all. All right. Next up, next house, The Exorcist Believer. So this is the new movie. This movie actually came out while we were at Horror Nights. Like our tour guide was taking us up to the house and he was like, so Exorcist Believer comes out in 20 minutes. (laughs) He's like, this is like a trailer house. We were told it does not spoil the movie. And I've now heard from now I've gone through the house with Mark and I heard from a friend who saw the movie and I can confirm none of the shit in the movie happens in the house. Um, (laughs) They must have seen an earlier cut. Because the demon guy that's in the house, Mark, is not in the movie at all. Oh, man. All right. Which I was kind of looking forward I to. I kind of don't like, want to see the movie now. I know. <laughs> I was a little disappointed when I heard that. I was like, that's the whole fucking house. The whole exorcist house is that you are walking through, not just walking through scenes of the movie. Like, they did a good job in terms of, like, here's a very simple, uh, you know, timeline of events to follow. The girls are in the woods. The girls go missing. There's a demon. The girls are possessed. There's a demon. End of house. Right? <laughs> but it was, like, super effective because the, they didn't fuck around. It was very easy to understand. Like, you didn't have to have seen the movie. You just have to be vaguely aware of the trope of, like, hey, this is a possession movie. This is how this goes. 
right? These girls make a deal with the devil. Some shit happens. They get possessed, and we get to watch all the freaky shit happen. By the way, did you? Was it just? Am I remembering this incorrectly? But I, for me at least, it was like an onslaught of demons at the end because I got scared yes. like several times. Dude, that fucking exit. demon guy like, oh, did Jesus. not leave us alone. He started right at the top of the house. So what this house did that I that I want to give it major <laughs> points for was instead of black walls for transitions, it was all red, like blood red. And then what it would do, it would do these. I don't know the name of the technology or where what this is called, but basically you'd be walking down a long red hallway and then all of a sudden the hallway would go translucent. You could see there was a scene around you the whole time you didn't even know was there. And it was like the two little girls from the movie trailer, you know, chanting body, body in the blood, body in the blood. And then we go boop and it would go back to a red wall. And I was so disoriented. Wallpapery too. So it actually felt real. Yes. It felt real. The illusion was impressive. But it disoriented me so bad, I actually wound up walking through the employee entrance. Because <laughs> I was supposed to take a left, and I took a right, and I walked through the wall, and there were two scare actors. They basically were like, mm-mm, pointed, like, you got to get out of here. <laughs> and then as soon as you turn around, that demon guy, she's like, The demon ah! guy was right there! Goddamn demon! <laughs> the demon was real. Can we talk about the demon in the maze? He if was that make really of a frightening. Fake, it looked like it was part of the actor's face. It was so good. We talked about it. It was like... The mask and and rubber design, like, it did not read, like, a suit or a mask yeah. or a costume. It looked like a real being, like a creature was in the maze with us that would not fucking leave us alone. <laughs> <laughs> this house, I would say, not to be this person, but I didn't find this house that enjoyable, but I found it to be the right amount of scary. Does that make sense? Yeah, the atmosphere and the scares were good, I think. Yeah. And I got to visually give it to Those illusions were very cool, too. Yes. They were very cleverly achieved. And it was innovative. I think this... If I gave an award for most innovative house, I think it would be this one. Even had, like, those veins of, like, red, like, going Yes, through creeping the through the walls that and shit as you cool. walked along. Yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. I appreciated cool. that. Yeah. Good scares. I think this was, like, the first house of the night that properly, like, got under my skin. Because I do like to be scared, too. But, like... This one, it took a minute, but it got there. This is also, by the way, we should bring this up, Mark. The Hollywood was good, by the way. Hollywood loves their smells and their squirts. <laughs> that sounds bad. That sounds like a party at Harvey Weinstein's house. Oh but they like to squirt you in Hollywood, like water. <laughs> like you'll be walking through a set piece and you will get sprayed with water. Like, oh, this guy's getting ripped apart. Water in the face. You know what? I, I was not expecting that because I don't remember that happening the first time we went. So Me I was either. Just like, I got sprayed real bad in that Chucky house. <laughs> yeah, Mark like, got the sprayed front a lot. Back of me got drenched. Mark, um, but there were a lot of smells, and one of the smells, <laughs> the worst smell of the night, I think, was in the Exorcist Believer House because there was a room that I could only describe of that it smelled like fresh shit and vomit. <laughs> Basically, together. as you walk through the house, the smell would get stronger and stronger. Yes, and it was, it was so gross. actually. Who, was it the guide that had mentioned that? That the house does smell. That yes, he was like, I want to warn you. I want to warn you there is a smell here. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? How bad is it going to be? The answer oh. is very bad. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, dude, just as cutting edge as the illusions are in this house is as fucking bad as the smell is. Like, they crank that goddamn smell smellometer <laughs> all the way up to 11. By the way, do you think that... In. Do you think that added to the experience or did it kind of like were you like oh, it's it distracted me 
I thought it was unnecessary. I think all the smells are stupid. It's the one thing I don't like. Am I alone in this? Did you like the smells? I, You know, to me, they smell like artificial and chemical. So I yeah. don't like them. I kind of feel like we're giving ourselves cancer by going through those. <laughs> by inhaling these fucking chemicals. Yeah. Just breathing it in. Because it doesn't smell nat. Not that I want them like having like fresh, you know, fecal matter hanging around. But... <laughs> I don't think I need that to. I, that doesn't make me scared. Smells, you know. It's no, like, oh, it, it also smells like shit. I think it's the goal is to immerse you in the scene, but I wasn't immersed. It did the opposite to me, where I was like, "What the fuck?" We pumped in. I was like, it was the same sensation I get like when somebody drops a stink bomb. Someone, you're like, "God <laughs> damn it!" You know, you're like, you don't want to be there. Like, I think smell is like almost like a sense too far for for horror nights. Like, I think sight, sound, touch. These are the three keys to like a good scare yeah. and a good haunted house. Smell and taste are too far. All the all the smells are going to be terrible too. It's not like you're going through a perfume factory. It's yeah. always like you know stinky. <laughs> you're like, not going through a goddamn pig donut corpse. house. It's always pig corpses, and it's going to smell bad. And I don't want to smell yeah. that. You know. Agreed. The smells are no good. And to Mark's point, what if it's all secretly giving us cancer? <laughs> Class action lawsuit. HHN shut down forever. Ah, crap. <laughs> oh, we have crap. all this money and nothing to spend it on. I have this useless lifetime pass from when I saved the globe with my cutting edge idea for global warming. And now it doesn't work anymore because we got they have got them sued <laughs> because they pumped in shit smell. They opened a fucking, remember those scented markers when you were a kid? They opened a shit smelling one and they just left it open and it flooded the room, Mark. <laughs> okay. Mark, do you have anything else to say about <laughs> Exorcist Believer, the house? No, it just smelled really bad. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> it, it, I'd say it, it's not one of those houses, like you were saying, it's not one of those houses where you expect to get scared right off the bat and then it just continues. This one is definitely more of like, they're definitely telling that story to get you to the demon at yeah. the end. So don't expect anything crazy to happen just before then. But you are treated to some really nice visuals. And it also felt like it's like, okay, here's where the technology is getting better. For, I know it sounds like a nerd yeah. and shit, but it's like, oh, here's where it's the true, technology benefit comes into play in these horror houses. Like they become more interactive and you can do more mood lighting. And I really liked seeing that light crawling up the wall. It almost felt like you're in Silent Hill to a degree when it starts yeah. changing over. That Very was neat. fucking cool. Uh, yeah, I think if there's an award for actually, I'm gonna write that down. Most innovative. That's we have categories for later. Oh shit! Nice. All right, Mark. Next technical up, technical achievement in a horror house goes to. <laughs> and then a momia, a momia comes out like the Oscar girl to give Opening the Oscar. Opening an envelope with a knife, mm-hmm. and then he stabs him in the dick. <laughs> Mark next stabs up, the the winner in the chest with the thing. The announcement. The, the Last of Us house. Uh, Mark, I want you to take kick this off because you okay. played the game. This is based on the game, not the show. So, yeah. Mark, what did you think of The Last of Us house? I'm going to say I was a bit disappointed because the game lends it. The game and creature design lends itself to cool shit. And for some reason, I, I don't remember seeing it as populated as it should be. You saw more of, like, Joel... And the girl that I forgot her name because I'm Ellie. an idiot. Ellie. So you see more of Joel and Ellie. And, and I believe they're different scare actors. So there's not much of a consistent. Be- Am I wrong in that? They're different because they have to be in yeah. different areas. Yeah. 
So I was like that. I didn't like that because it threw off the consistency. And it's like, I'm not supposed to be following them anyway. Maybe just show them in briefly in one scene and let's get more clickers in there and let's get more scary moments. It's like the scary moments. Aren't you watching the other actors interact with the environment? It's like, it should be you interacting with the environment. I shouldn't be watching them get scared. Right. Like they True. should be scaring I mean, me. Is I that liked... selfish of me? Yes. <laughs> Is that I'm too much to ask? Fuck. <laughs> um, no, but it, it did. I liked felt... seeing them. I thought it was cool. But again, I don't have um, any connection. This was like, like your Stranger Things experience. This was like my Last of Us experience. Like I wanted, uh, but I'm with Mark though. Like, here's the thing. I agree with Mark and I disagree with Mark. I disagree with Mark. Like I didn't mind seeing the two characters. Cause I was like, Oh, that's kind of cool. Like they did cool things with them. Like the guy shooting the, I don't know who that guy, Joel, the guy shooting the bow and arrow, the and girl had her gun. Hit. Yeah. Like I liked that stuff. Cause I was like, that's really impressive. I thought that was cool, but I agree with Mark. There needed to be more clickers. Yeah. There weren't enough clickers. I was kind of surprised. Um, this is one that I think, the mood salt was great. I thought the atmosphere in the house was great. I truly bought like immersion, but I wanted more scares. Like they got well, me a couple times, but it wasn't clickers. It was like early in the maze. It was like people becoming clickers or people like screaming because they'd been shot accidentally or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you remember oh, that? Friendly fire. Oh, yes. so scary. I got like a friendly fire scare. I got like, and the big, there was a big fat clicker later. <laughs> Don't they have a different name? What are they called? They have those like big, the larger ones. Yeah. Yes. But, and I mean, that guy was supposed to be a big scary thing. And that did not it just have any effect on like, me. You know, it's like if you took the marshmallow man for a, and had like a smaller person cosplay as it, it's just that it's not, it doesn't look the same. They should have got that guy from the us exhibit. Uh, yes. Us area. He should have played a, the that big clicker and, and at and the a end. Way bigger. Yeah. I think that would have worked. But Bloater. also there's. Bloater. Blo- oh, bloater. Thank you. That's what it's called. Thank you, sir. You figured I should have played the bloater. Should fucking know that shit. But anyway, there's okay. So in the video game, which is this is why it's more disappointing for me, I think, because in the video game there is one segment where you're going through these, you know, like abandoned office buildings. They're all kind of fucked up and shit, you know. And in this is a slight spoiler, but it's kind of something that you figure is obvious to obvious to one of these kind of zombie type games. So. You're in these like abandoned offices. It's super dark. And by the way, missed opportunity to do this. If they gave people that entered the room flashlights and just had them going around and all that. Cause so, okay. So in this one scene, all the clickers are just standing there and they kind of like hibernate or sleep at night. And they're just there like <laughs> making, you know, weird noises. And then some of them wander, but it would have been so cool if the whole house was, you just going through this office area trying to get from one door. It would be so simple. It's just get to from one door to the other without disturbing the Without clickers. waking them up. Yeah, and if you do, then they'll like you know come after you if you make a noise. That's a good idea. But they didn't do that. So it's like you had all these wasted moments of just following. That's why I say, I mean, like maybe it's selfish, but I think it's a better experience if you're actively being attacked by these clickers rather than seeing them interact with this post-apocalyptic environment, you know, I see what you mean. Like, why, I don't like, why the waste the scene yeah. work there when you could be redirecting it towards us? Yeah. Cause to, for me, like human to human fighting, it's sort of like in the, in um, walking dead to me, the fun parts is when they're fighting the zombies and they're kind of coming together and battling these creatures. It's not like that internal drama of like, Oh, this 
guy got the flu in this building and then he gave me the flu. It's like, who gives a shit? This is like, a, is this a zombie movie or is, are we watching like, you know, contagion? I want to see, you know, I want to be those characters getting attacked by the creatures. That's the scariest part. I right. Mean, you don't want to be a passive the game, viewer yeah, watching exactly. them be attacked. You want to be attacked. Yeah. I think that's a good point. I also remember, by the way, when we walked out of this house, we left the house because I knew Mark was, I think, is it fair to say leading up to the event, this was the house you were most excited for? Yeah. I okay. Had two, so I had I, two experiences. I knew like it. That where I'm like, I was eh. like, oh. I was like, oh, okay, I can't wait to see Mark's reaction because I know he's like a fan of Last of Us. I want to hear what he has to say. And I turned to Mark after we got out of the house. I said, what did you think? And he was like, I didn't get any. You were so sad. You were like a kid who didn't get a present on Christmas. You were like, I didn't get any scares. You were like, and it wasn't an issue of bad timing because you do have those houses where you have a bad run through and, you know, like scene changes or actors are changing over. So like there are areas that are not populated or empty and all of a sudden you're missing scares, right? Just by virtue of the fact that the timing just sucks. You're always going to have one house at every haunted event that's going to happen. But here's the thing is... And it wasn't this, that. It wasn't that, though. They were all there. The thing the thing with this one is it's sort of like... they're Okay, so there's the houses, you know, that you... And I guess we have enough experience in, uh, that we could say this now. The houses that you miss the scares, you're like, okay, that was a really good house, and I know I missed the scares. This one was like... I may have missed the scares, but it wasn't interesting enough for me to go back. You know what I mean? Right. That's true, too, because we had – so with our RIP tour credentials, we could go back and repeat houses later, yeah. and we did. We'll, we'll reveal that later. But I was like, Mark, do you want to go back? Should we go back and redo Last of Us, maybe get a better run? And Mark was like, not interested. <laughs> <laughs> that's when I knew. I was like, that shit's not going to be anywhere near his top five. He's, like, not into it at all. <laughs> I think I had a better walkthrough of Last of Us than you did. Because they, I think you did, got hit by those big creatures toward the end. They got me a couple right? times. The clickers got me a couple times, and I did enjoy seeing. I didn't mind watching um, the Joel and Ellie fighting. I thought that was kind of cool, um, but that's just me. Like I didn't. Ha- I went in with very low expectations for this house, so I was pleased. Um, and also, the atmosphere did a lot of work for me. Not my favorite, but I, I don't think I had the the shitty run that Mark did. <laughs> Mark, all right. Anything else on The Last of Us? No. All right. Fuck up that. next. <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that shit. It's over. Up, up next, Chucky Ultimate Kill Count. So here's the story. I actually love the concept of this house. The concept of this house is that Chucky has been told he's going to get an HHN house, and he's very excited, but in typical Chucky fashion, meaning in a very meta way, he doesn't think HHN is ballsy enough. And he's, he thought they were going to be killing actual people in the house. And since they're not, Chucky takes over his own haunted house and starts killing the people inside of it. Um, the big get here is that there are real animatronics in the house. Um, Chucky's not played by an, a midget actor or something. <laughs> Chucky's real. Like, he has real movie-level Hollywood quality Chucky animatronics are popping out of the walls, popping out of set pieces, running towards you with knives. That sounds lame. It's lame. That sounds lame, lame, but it's (laughs) awesome. Um, I think the animatronics in this house make it worth a visit alone. Now, whether or not you're scared or you had a good time or you had a bad run through, I think the animatronics bump it up a couple points automatically. Um, 
And I'll just say this first off. I enjoyed this house, but I, I think I would have enjoyed it more later in the night. I think this house suffered a bit for me because I think it was our first house. I think the first house of the night for us was Chucky Ultimate Kill Count. And I was like, oh, shit. But, like, you're you're so amped from being at the event and you haven't experienced any houses yet that your adrenaline's going. So you're missing key details. And I felt like this was one I could have done again if it wasn't so inconveniently located. Like, it's in a fucking horrible spot in a park. <laughs> I'd have to take, like, two trams and 18 escalators to get back to this if I wanted to repeat it. But I think... We rushed through, and I didn't get to catch all the details, but the details I caught, I liked a lot. Um, the Chucky animatronics were so impressive. It was cool to see him, like, killing people in scenes, and it was very impressive. And it's the real voice of Brad Dourif. It's the voice oh, of really? Chucky doing all the Chucky work in the house. So I thought this one was cool. Again, I think I got not a bad run-through, but I just think I missed shit by virtue of it being the, the virgin house of the night. The atmosphere so. was really cool, though. Yeah, it was. And you're right, those, like, I just saw some, even some of the non-animatronic dolls, animatronic dolls, like, the face had so much detail in it. Yes! It was crazy. It was, like, almost like they used, like, the movie props to make these, because yes, every single Yes, I think the movie teams did work insanely. on the house. Really? I think but they you did. Know, so, sometimes you can tell how it's, like, you know, it's, like, painted. It's, it's not, like, movie, movie quality. It's, like, it's not, like, the, you know... The yeah. on like the hero shot ones. These all look like they were for hero shots. You know, it was like yes, the paint job was like brilliant. It all the expressions were changing, yeah. and yeah, it wasn't it like a dead eye doll. Yeah. Like this one was <laughs> blinking and emoting, and yeah, like the Exorcist house is innovative because it's a simple trick done and it does its job well. This is just, I think, the best technical house. Yeah. Simply by virtue of the fact of the animatronics. Like, we walked through a real Chucky movie is what it felt like. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. You know what I mean? When I think about that's it like that, I'm like, put it, actually. I'm like, damn, that was pretty cool. And that um, storyline is probably one of the best out of all the houses. Yeah, fun. really great concept, right? Like, such a fun concept for a house. Um, and I got that. Like, that all came through. You can see, like, bloggers and, like, universal yeah. cast members being murdered, like, in different rooms. You know, this one's drowned in the bathtub. This one was killed on a dinner table. <laughs> um, so, like, it was really fun. And there was one actor. <laughs> she had, like, taken revenge on Chucky, and she was using a chainsaw oh, yes. on him. And the way the prop looked, it looked super inappropriate. Like, she was jamming it up his ass. <laughs> And that's the thing, unfortunately, that because it's so goofy, that's what I remember about this house, was her shoving that chainsaw up Chucky's ass. <laughs> Am I wrong? No. Come on. That's like the thing I remember like, in my brain. This is inappropriate. I was like, is this okay? <laughs> um, Mark, what did you, did you have a good time in Chucky? I loved it. Yeah, I thought, like I said, I thought the atmosphere is really good. The, uh, it's probably the best looking props in any of the houses i think yeah in terms of just like the sheer amount of them and the detail on each one was really good i had the same experience i think more toward the end i got scares but i missed a bunch in that house too but yeah. that was one you know that was one of the houses that i totally would go back for unlike the last of us this one i would say i mean like you were saying it is in an inconvenient spot and at the end of the day it's like you really don't want to have to go all the way back yeah. down to like like, you know, I don't want to commute 30 minutes <laughs> to, to do the Chucky house again. You know what I mean? I want to just I go to the Chucky house. take a Uber to see this shit? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> um, but Chucky Ultimate Kill Count, um, very cool. 
Mark, anything else? I would on say Chuck? like that. I would say if if the timing was better, I that one probably would be in my top four or five, maybe. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm not going to reveal where it is in my ranking. Oh no, I haven't yet either. All Did right. I? Next up. Oh no. Universal I monsters. Actually, moment, I take back what I said. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Universal monsters unmasked. <laughs> I was like, you just said where it was. <laughs> I lied. Ha-ha, fuck <laughs> you. That's how I do it here. All right, our next house, Universal Monsters Unmasked. As you guys know, I love the Universal Monsters and my house of the year. I don't know if you guys remember our episode. I'm not going to pretend you like religiously listen to the show. <laughs> Go back and listen to our HHN episode from last year. My favorite house of last year was the Universal Classic Monster House. That was called Legends Collide. So this was my Last of Us. This was the house I was most excited about. And I even told Mark that. I remember on the shuttle, we were like, we were like geeking out. We were like, what's the house you're most excited for? Mark said Last of Us. And I said, Universal Monsters Unmasked. I want to see what they do because it's got all these D-lister monsters that you never see anywhere. It's got the Phantom of the Opera, the Invisible Man, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, the fucking Huntback of Notre Dame because it's set in Paris. Before I reveal how I felt about this house, Mark, I wanted to ask you, where did this, where did this, uh, how'd this hit for you? Did you like it? Um, let's see. I, I think I, I would put it somewhere. It wasn't there. Okay. There's some good stuff in it and there's some bad things in it. I, for the most part, it, it, I don't know if I got scared as much. There was one cool part. Is this the one where the hunchback's ripping that guy's legs? Yes. And it's that part us. was disturbing because I think they have the an actual scare actor as the torso, <laughs> yeah. and he's just like, oh, oh, and his legs are being separated. And you can see all like the tendrils and like, Ugh, it's oh kinda, yeah, like, it's so really gross. gross. It was gross. But that mo that it did have like that like that cringe moment for me in a good way. But I think I also missed some of the scares in this one. Interesting. And I remember. I remember the other one in in florida right and yes. that one was awesome they were fucking coming after yeah. us in legends collide so i think i had and like, we would get this one we would get those three-way pinball scares in that <laughs> house where they would like get us from every angle every corner like they in those were like fucking coming at us. areas yes that house yeah, this was one, fucking awesome so see i think i my experience in florida was better than this one so maybe that tainted my view of it but it did have some cool props and scenes within the house i thought it was cool yeah, agreed. Um, actually, I'm I'm aligned with Mark on this one. Um, I wanted, I thought this was gonna. If you would have asked me last week, I would have told you this was gonna be my house of the year. Um, it's not. Uh, not to say it's not a bad house. I just think, like Mark said, um, I did get a lot of scares in this one, but I also found that it was very uneven. Um, like for instance, the Invisible Man is one of the monsters. There's I one didn't even scene. See him. <laughs> yeah, not <laughs> There's one scene with him, and I missed him. I goddamn missed him. I even waited. I dragged my feet to see if he would reappear, that fucking invisible man. Wait, and where was he supposed to be? Was he? There just... was one area in, like, a black shadowy area where he comes out, and he's like, hey, the game is afoot, or whatever he says. <laughs> Let's play. And then he disappears. He has, like, one line, and then he leaves. Because all the rest <laughs> of it, it's, like, it's phantom heavy and hunchback heavy. And... It was cool. The only thing is, is that I didn't think the Universal Monsters have the best goddamn set designs in these houses, and this one didn't have it. I expected the Parisian location to do a lot of work. The catacombs going underneath yeah. the, in the in the in the fucking Paris Opera House, or you know, with the fucking 
the fucking hunchback inside the cathedral. I expected this to be like the set design house, and it wasn't. Yeah. And the thing is, is that the Phantom was cool. He looked cool. I loved the mask on the Phantom. He looks like very decayed and like gross in this one. Like half his face is missing. Um, but again, I think we missed some scares. Like there was a bit where we walked through this kind of like a theater area where the Phantom was playing an organ. Yeah, playing and the then organ. He, he was meant to turn and scare us and he just didn't. And then um, the Hunchback had a few good scares. Mark named the guy on the rack. But there was also a Hunchback guy on, like, a bu- I don't know what you call those, like a bungee cord so he could jump yeah, down. Yeah, I know. I was so mad because I saw the guy. Yep. And he didn't, and then he didn't nothing scare happened. us. Yeah. yeah, he waited. We were, like, in that weird zone. Um, I also, the best scare I got in this house was Mr. Hyde. We were walking by, and they have this scare actor with his back to you, and he's like, I'm Henry Jekyll. He's, like, talking to himself, like, I'm Henry Jekyll. He's, like, trying to talk to himself. And then as you round the corner, boom, busting through a fucking scrim in the wall was (laughs) Mr. Hyde, and he looks like this, like, feral mutant baboon man. And he got, like, and he has, like, ooze, green ooze and shit coming out of his mouth. And he fucking got right in my face. And that was the <laughs> best scare I had of the night. And I, too, like Mark, because, again, we're going through the houses together. I was waiting for that hunchback to come down and scare us. And he didn't, that fucker. He waited. <laughs> he got somebody behind. Either that or it was about to be his break. He's like, I'm not fucking going to jump by, down. I have to climb back up here. <laughs> by the way, do you, do you think that if they know, if you notice them, because sometimes you'll just look. And, like, sort of make eye contact. I wonder if they're like, okay, forget it. Yep, absolutely, dude. And that's what happened. We spotted him in the rafters, and he was like, nope. That this fucker. Is people that care. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if you would have had a crazy set, we would have been looking that way. We would have been misdirected. Yeah. Our attention would have been elsewhere, and the hunchback of Notre Dame could have gotten us. But he didn't because there wasn't a fucking set there. It was just black. <laughs> So, of course, our eye is scanning, and the one thing we see is a shadow above us with a hunchback. Who's it going to yeah, be? It also, it kind of fe- it felt like a, when, when you play a video game and just, like, certain elements don't load. Yes. And it's like, <laughs> yes. the catacomb level just sort of ended. Like, yeah. where's the rest of the catacomb? Like, where's the catacomb? So, sadly, like, there were some cool things. I, I always love the aesthetics of these classic monster houses. I did think we got some cool character designs, and there were some cool moments. Like I said, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, I thought, was the best moment in the house. But fuck, man, I missed the Invisible Man. The Hunchback missed his cue. And um, I gotta say, I thought the Phantom was not that good. He wasn't that scary. I wanted frightening. These Universal Monster Houses, I've been to two other ones, and they both scared the bejesus out of us both times. And that was... <laughs> um. Frankenstein versus Wolfman, which was our first one, and Legends Collide, which is to me still one of the scariest HHN houses I've ever been in. Yeah, that's is that the one that started off in Egypt and you yes. just get like yes. that huge entrance to the tomb? Yep, we walked yeah. into the Actually, pyramids and shit. It's kind of weird because those two had like even the Wolfman area was just those tents and you'd get a shadow of him crawling but it worked, around. Right, remember? And it that? was amazing. But yeah, this one was actually. Kind of, I'll, I'll say of those three, it's the most forgettable of the legendary agreed. legends houses. Yeah, ag- agreed. And unfortunately, kind of for shame. classic houses, yeah, it's yeah, the and it has really nothing to do with the coast either because one of them we saw was already in LA, so they can't use that as an excuse. I think it was just like you said; it just felt like fifty percent of it was created, and the other fifty percent was just like, "Oh shit, we ran out of materials." Yeah, I. 
I wanted to like this house more, so this was kind of a bummer. I mean, again, there were some cool things, but it wasn't a dud. We'll get to that. It wasn't <laughs> a dud, but um, just kind of a bit of a a bit of a miss, I would say. Right? Yeah. A miss. Well, the thing is, you know what? We may be complaining about these certain houses, but like those margins are razor thin. For the most part, we've had fun through like all of these. Oh, or fuck at least yes. got scared once or twice. You there know, was only like... one bad house this year. I'll just come <laughs> out and I say know, that. I know which one you're going to say, and we'll we'll save that. But there was only one bad house. So let's keep going, Mark. Next up is Evil Dead Rise. Ooh, yes. Now, Evil Dead Rise. Uh, which is a movie we loved. As you guys know on the podcast, we reviewed it and loved it. And so we were both very excited for this house. And I'm happy to say it lived up to the hype. Yeah, it did. Um, it was awesome. It was really great. And it even this is how impressive the Evil Dead Rise house was. It was so good because we conga lined through it, unfortunately, because it was the second to last house we did of the night. So by this time, the park is super populated. They're letting in as many people as they can. So even though we conga lined through the house, these fucking actors brought it. They still scared the shit out of us. And I think that that is a testament to how good the house is. Oh, yeah. And they did. Um, so, okay. Unlike um, The Exorcist, this one actually used that movie properly and yeah. took you through the storyline. Even like, I love that recreation of the room with the record player. It oh, looked yeah. like screen accurate. It was very cool. And the sound design was really good too. Yes, and the tone. They really get you. They get you on edge immediately. And everything yeah. is super loud. Like it takes <laughs> over. You can't hear other people. You can't hear the noises of the park. You only hear Evil Dead. Like you hear the Kandarian chanting. You hear mommy's voice. You hear screaming. You hear glass being chewed. Like it was fucked. The sound was <laughs> awesome. Again, if we were giving an Oscar, a spooky, a spooky for best sound, <laughs> best sound design, Evil Dead Rise, right? I think. I agree. Yeah, that was, it was fantastic. And they paid um, off on all the big moments from the movie. We got Mommy in the bathtub, which was an animatronic, which was really cool. She popped up and got me. We got Mommy, um, we got the uh, daughter in the kitchen chewing the glass. We got the fused bodies at the end, the family coming out. Great pushing through the wall to scare the shit out of us by the uh, way also they did an amazing job of setting this place up too because it starts yes. off with the hallway entrance and the elevator with the body hanging in the yes. wires well not and only it that looked great too. you could see her face you could see the mom's face uh in the 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 window of the elevator door and you could see the blood rising like they oh, had an shit, effect where it was that. like it looked like she was drowning i know because i looked at you know who i saw it with He's never going to hear this show. I saw it with Matt Palumbo. Is this a good time to talk about Matt Palumbo real quick? Yeah, we should. Maybe so if he our, listens, he could give us his content On our tour, we met this guy. And this is a real person. His name is Matt Palumbo. I'm just going to call him out. Because we, he, we met him on the tour. He's a guy who designs his own haunts at home. And he's like there to do recon, basically. He's a, another big horror head. And we know how it is. You travel alone. It's like... If that was one of us, we'd want we'd want somebody to be cool to us. So we were cool to him, and we kind of made a buddy on our tour. Anyway, Matt, we we're touring the houses with him, and then he says, "Hey, man, you can find me on Instagram. Here's my name. <laughs> yeah. Here's my haunted house." And he gave us the info. And guess what? There are fifty million Matt Palumbos, and we can't find you. <laughs> so this became it's not that we're ignoring you. No, this we became like a like a fucking urban legend on our trip. We were like, Matt Palumbo vanished, bro, because you can't find him. 
You cannot find it. Matt Palumbo. It's not real. <laughs> if you are hearing this, get in touch with us. Yes, please let us know. <laughs> anyway, Matt Palumbo, the random friend we made on our tour, he and I saw the lady getting drowned by blood in the elevator. Oh. And he looked at me and he was like, did you see that? <laughs> um, yes, I did, Matt Palumbo. My Damn question it, is, sir, it. did you see it? We'll never know <laughs> because you didn't give us your exact information is the problem. <laughs> then, do you think that guy's sitting waiting like, why haven't Matt and Mark contacted me? Man, he's, he's like these two assholes. These fucking guys pretended to be pretended my friend. friend. Pretended to love horror? We do love horror. We were trying to be your friend, Matt Palumbo, and you disappeared behind a very normal name that 80 other people have. I didn't think that that would be a name. No offense to Dude, he is also on YouTube. I think it would be like 500 people. Dude, we found him on YouTube, and we were like, maybe his socials are in the listing of his no, YouTube channel. <laughs> nope. Matt Palumbo, get I in touch with us. <laughs> you did? <laughs> Message him. That means you can message him on YouTube and be like, "Hey, oh, what's shit. your fucking Instagram name?" Maybe it's I'll Matt do that. Mark from from uh, HHN. <laughs> he's gonna be like, "Who? Who's that?" He pretends he doesn't know us. You have the wrong Matt Palumbo. Go away. <laughs> Are you the Matt Palumbo we walked through the Evil Dead Rise House with? Get out of my face! <laughs> he's like an angry guy. He's mad at us because we took too long. <laughs> anyways <laughs> matt palumbo the fucking vanishing matt palumbo <laughs> i love that this guy became part of our podcast i debated whether or not to bring up matt palumbo on this show and i was like fuck it i'm just gonna bring him up i think you sh- i was about to ask you that i, I'm just I would gonna totally bring him up. say yes fine. because i don't want him to think we're cunts we're not <laughs> ignoring you matt just fucking get in touch with us jesus <laughs> Mark, Evil Dead Rise, I thought was a fantastic house <laughs> we experienced with Matt Palumbo, who's a real person that you can find on YouTube, but you cannot find not on anywhere else. Yeah. You can't find him in the phone book. You can't find him at his house. You can't find him in social security net- network. You can only find Matt Palumbo on YouTube. He does it. that born identity disappear too. <laughs> yeah, him and Jeff. The bus goes by <laughs> and they're gone. I'm like, God damn it, Matt Palumbo got him. What's that thing they say in J? Oh, they're like, Jesus Christ, it's Jason Bourne. It's the same thing. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's Matt Palumbo. He's here. He's, He's not even here. On, He's, He's a hologram. <laughs> anyway, Evil Dead Rise. Um, really fun house. And at this point of the night, I said, I, I do mean it. Even though we had a conga line. That's how fucking good this house was. And I really enjoyed myself. I thought the effects were there and the scares were a plenty. That was the other yes. thing. I think this was the first house of the night that like every room we had a scare. We didn't miss anybody. No, we didn't miss any actors. People were out to fuck with us and I appreciated it. Plus they made great use of that apartment hallway because some of the doors actually opened. And scared Damn the straight. shit out of me when yes. somebody popped out. Mark, this was funny. You would walk through the hallways because Evil Dead Rise takes place in a high-rise apartment building. Mark was being really brave and walking up to each of the dummy doors and ringing the doorbell. And I was, wait, and I was waiting. something would happen. I was fucking waiting for mommy to come through one of those doors with goddamn scissors. She scared the bejesus out of you. It never happened, though. <laughs> to Mark's credit, and he kept getting braver. The more I would watch, the more the more you did it, the more and nobody came, the more you were like, yeah. Every door, <laughs> Mark's fucking ding-dong ditching and, and Evil Dead Rise and nothing happened. 
I hope next time somebody from Universal hears this and they're like, we're going to fucking put somebody behind that goddamn door next time. I get somebody a heart attack. It. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be me. Here's who's, here's who's at your funeral. Your family, me, and Matt Palumbo. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, hey, Matt, <laughs> he really did try to get in touch with you. <laughs> don't, don't be mad at Mark, okay? <laughs> Mark, if this was the my Oscar tombstone, segment. My tombstone says, Find Matt Palumbo. Find Matt Palumbo. And it's a long YouTube link written out. HTTP colon backslash backslash YouTube.com slash find Matt Palumbo. Dude. um, (laughs) Find Matt Palumbo. (laughs) He really did try to find you, Matt. (laughs) He wanted you to know. All right, so there you go. Uh, here we go. So two houses are not on the site, so I'm going to try and find pictures of them elsewhere. And yeah, that, that... actually the website confused me. Right there's like yes, we had more. Um, let's do this. Let's do this first. HHN holidays in hell. Holidays in hell. So this is um one of those strange ones um, because Mark and I actually experienced this house. In 2019, this is a repeat house. So apparently Hollywood will do this sometimes. They will repeat a house here and there. This was a repeat. It just happened to be from our first HHN. So I was like, that's not bad. You know, we're getting nine houses. Only one of them's a repeat. And we enjoyed Holidays in Hell on our first trip uh, four years ago. Mark, let's just rip the Band-Aid off. How did you feel about Holidays in Hell revisiting it this year? It was kind of a disappointment, I think. Yeah. There were a lot of missing elements, and I don't know if they changed anything or not because my memory stinks, but I don't remember July 4th and, like, St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, I think the Did Leprechaun you? was new. But and, they didn't uh, add anything. It just kind of stretched out this boring house. Yeah, here's the problem. We loved Holidays in Hell the first time we went through it, and this time, I we just had – this was it. This was our bad run-through. We talked about it. Every event, you're going to have one house that you just, just timing just sucks. You're going to miss scare actors. You're going to miss scenes. This is one we honestly should have gone through again because I think it would have made up for it. But I'll tell you right now, this house is at the bottom of both our lists because yeah. the run through was so shitty. And I mean like shitty to the max. Like there were fucking actors missing in almost every scene. Um, We missed Santa Claus or Krampus here. We missed him. The turkey man that's in the Thanksgiving scene, he wasn't there. Um, I think we missed a uh, we missed a scare with the leprechaun, weirdly enough, because he was there. I saw leprechaun briefly. <laughs> um, but it just sucked. We missed every scare. So you would go through these empty rooms. Like, I felt like we had scare actors in the first scene, which was Baby New Year. And we had scare actors in the Halloween scene, which were the pumpkins in that black room. I think that's still the oh, most yeah. effective part of that house. You walk through this like fully black room and there are these black lit jack-o'-lanterns that look like they're in the wall, but they're actually scare actors. So as you walk by, like you don't know which one of them's gonna move. That was pretty cool. I actually I always enjoy those. That's great. I That's think the best part of the me. house. But yes, sadly, um, we just had such a shitty run through of this house that when we got out, I was like, we should probably do that house again because it the run through was that bad. And we were both so discouraged, we were like, fuck it. <laughs> Can you imagine going through and having, like, a second bad experience? That's what I was afraid of. It's like, wow, we've severely tainted the first experience. (laughs) Yeah, because the house, originally, the concept is really fun. 
And the scare actors, the characters inside are really fun. They do a bunch of interesting things. Here was another house that was loaded with smells. It was like, (laughs) in Thanksgiving, it smells like turkey. In Christmas, it smells like a pine tree. July 4th, it smelled like fireworks. Like, it smelled like smoke. It was just terrible. It was like, here we are inundating you with awful smells. There's no goddamn scare (laughs) actors. The house is over. Get out. That's what it felt like. Yeah. But it was was weird because it was strange to experience that after loving it the first time and, like, and we oh, did really man. love it we did really love it like this guy father time should have actually been in the fucking house yeah he's he outside outside he's outside what the fuck is he doing outside put him in a scene god knows there's no actors in this fucking house put him in something he's right there <laughs> see he's always outside this fucking guy actually yeah it's like the build-up to it is really cool and you're very excited because you yeah. know there's like a whole show going on in front and then you go through and it's like, well, in that Easter area, the fucking Easter bunny couldn't even be bothered to come out and scare us. It was like we were waiting for the egg to hatch. Nothing happened. Yeah. You know how you're talking about walking through a diorama? That's what this one felt like. You yes. we were just looking at like aftermath scenes and like we were walking these, through these diorama. Either went on like <laughs> they, they were in the toilet or had like lunch breaks or something. Yeah, everybody went on a fucking piss break at the same time, I think. <laughs> This was the emptiest house. Honestly, I haven't been to a house this empty since Chupacabra in Orlando, oh, which was God, the emptiest was house I've ever been in. Everybody I can't loves imagine, that house. By the way. People talk about it. They're like, oh, the Chupacabra. The Chupacabra house was bad. That was no the one most was in it. empty house I think I've seen. But the funny thing is, it's like, if you're not, like, for us, these are not bad because we also are on the RIP tour. However, yes. if that was like, you know, like because it's a repeat house and you're like oh shit i'm gonna check it out the second time if you waited like dude yes. the lines, like if you waited two hours to get that i would feel so bad for that person. how pissed would they, you be yeah yeah you might swear off hhn which you shouldn't because it's an incredible event mark and i literally look forward to it all year and that's true if this was your first and only experience you only had one night there and you were just standing and had to do general admit and do standby you would be like, what the fuck? Yeah, it is. That's actually, it's crazy for me to to even think about doing it with like, even an express pass. I don't even think you can get to half the houses because the lines are huge. It's so, it feels, it truly feels oversold. Didn't it feel oversold a little bit? Yeah, I like, I, I, I honestly people. feel, I was, I was pretending to be an ass because we're skipping all these people, but I really felt sorry for them because, you know, maybe you're driving a few hours. You're, you're like spending money on a hotel. Yep. You know, if you, if you rented a car, or if you flew in and then you got like three houses and you chose like the three shittiest ones. <laughs> Cause when I think about it. it, like if you were to choose houses first time going there, you could only do three. You'd probably Fuck. do like the last of us, which was, you got to so do the big good. ones. Last of us, stranger things. Like, yeah. Stranger Things is another one you'd probably want to Shocky do. Shocky, maybe you might do. Or if you wanted to do legacy stuff, then you would go for those legends. And, and it's sort of like all of those kind of fell flat on their face. So, can you imagine you chose those three and you spent Sweet. like that whole day and you just yeah. saw the three crappy ones? That's, and it just sucks too. Sucks. I want to say this. So Hollywood is known for their IPs, you know, bringing movies to life at, at HHN, and Orlando is more known for their originals. And that's where I give the point to Orlando, because I love the original houses. They have so much freedom, and they do so many fun things. We saw some incredible originals last year. Yeah. And it sucks, because I don't want to rag an original, because this is Hollywood's, like, one – it's, like, one of their two original houses. 
And I really want to, I really want to champion originality. I love the original houses the most. I always have a blast with them. Um, but it just sucks just by virtue of the fact that it was a repeat and it was a bad repeat. Yeah. Like it almost retroactively tarnishes my walkthrough the first time in 2019. So this is one time that traveled and stabbed your experience. <laughs> it dick stabbed me. <laughs> All right, Mark, let's get to it. Halloween Horror Nights Hollywood 2023. Our final house was, if I could goddamn spell it. I think this is, I know which one here's going to be. It's Monstros Monsters of Latin America. Um, this is based on three uh, real um, urban legends from Latin America. La Lechuza, El Silbon, and let me see if I have this right, La Wilpuchi. Um, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to let Mark go first on this. I'll, I'll let Mark go first. <laughs> Mark, this was our final sh- uh, final house we explored this night. Monstros, the Monsters of Latin America. What did you think? I really enjoyed it. It actually kind of gave me that experience from the uh the legends house when we were in in florida yeah it was like a nice combination of all these weird creatures but done in like a really good way like they meshed them all together really well that i you and i aren't fans of like big bird creatures so whatever bird creature we missed in the previous house we got in this one we got it like threefold huge (laughs) yeah they're all like really creepy looking too he's talking about this (laughs) yeah that's la lechuza (laughs) what is the origin behind that character so i was looking up on wiki uh with the producer in the booth yesterday so la lechuza is uh, a lady who feeds on infants and babies and she shapeshifts and takes the form of an owl and sometimes she kind of fuses together and is like a half owl half woman mutant as you see here (laughs) um i'm gonna just straight up say it uh because we're we're closing this baby out (laughs) Um, this was my favorite house of the night. It was my favorite house, and I'll tell you how you know it was my favorite house, and I'll talk about why in a sec. Uh, this was the only house Mark and I repeated. We had such a great run in Monstros, and they those fuck, and I mean everything on every level. I'm gonna sound like a, I'm gonna sound like such a, a, a shill for this, but I don't care. Every scare actor in Monstros, thank you. You were <laughs> fucking amazing. You came after us with everything you had. Set design for Monstros was incredible. Atmosphere, incredible. Costumes and makeup, incredible. They didn't have to also have crazy animatronics. They did. (laughs) They didn't have to have stilt walkers inside. They did. They did everything possible. This maze was constructed to fuck you up. (laughs) I thought it was the most extreme maze we had entered all night. And just for sheer amount of scares, like bang for buck scares per scene... I knew. I was having a blast from minute one. These fuckers would not let up. La Pulci, the bird lady in the beginning, immediately targeted me. La Lechuza <laughs> came after us. Elsiel Bone, the guy with the hat, came after us many times. Um, it was incredible. I was laughing and screaming the whole way through. I had the best time in this house. These, I, I can't give it up enough for the scare actors. I thought they were incredible. And I loved the attention to detail here. You really felt like you were transported into these different urban legends because it was a very clear structure. It was like, enter a room, here's a painting of the creature. Next room, oh, here's the real world. The creature's coming. Oh, fuck, here they are. (laughs) Next room, here's the havoc the creature causes. Here's the carnage the creature does. Next room, fuck, the creature's chasing me. I got to fucking run for my life. (laughs) 
oh, next creature, here's a painting of them, and rinse, repeat, so on and so on, and it was so goddamn effective. Um, I loved it. I loved it. This was my favorite house of the year. I'll just say it. This is my favorite house. I had the most fun, and it was just as good the second run through. They yeah, hit us that's so how you fucking know hard. <laughs> I also think they recognized us because we literally were just there two seconds ago, <laughs> and they were um, – the bird lady was pointing at us like – they saw us and they knew we were having a good time. So in turn, it like amped them up to come after us. <laughs> Fucking loved it. This is what um, scare wise and and set design wise and immersion. This is what Monsters Unmasked should have been. And yeah. it wasn't. It was monstrous. But I'm so glad we got this because it was fucking awesome. And I loved it. And it's my favorite. Mark, what do you got to say about Monstros? I fucking loved it. I agree with everything you said. It was like. It was definitely on top for me. I if I I have a different number one, but this yes. one is definitely up there. It's it's just fantastic all around, and I think we got the most scares out of it too. And I'm glad Absolutely. we I, I'm glad we got to re-experience it because there is so much to look at going through these, and sometimes on that first go through, you don't get a chance because you are like seeing it for the first time. So to to go back a second time and then actually get a chance to like look at, I mean, you it's kind of if you think about it too, it's sort of like oh, it's kind of sad like these people make all this stuff and you really don't get a chance to observe it, <laughs> right? Or like exactly, you're being terrorized. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So when you can go back and like you know you're still getting scared, but if you can see like you know the artistry and creativity that went into it, it's it's a nice to I don't know because we did we did. Um, knots which we'll probably talk about in another episode so you really want to i mean you can tell these people are like craftsmen they really enjoy making this stuff and a lot of effort goes into it and maybe it won't even return but and special effects wizardry and 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 makeup wizardry and Mm -hmm. i was just so and lighting the lighting design of this too was like so atmospheric like when you're outside of the pool kitty you're like the where the still bone guy where the stilt guy comes out like it felt like you were outside of a farm at night you go in and there's a slaughterhouse you had to walk through all these dead pigs yeah and, the, and there he was ripping the spine out of a man it was insane i was transported not into a movie i felt like i was transported into a nightmare yeah and the thing is he come i love when he comes back later and he's still holding he's holding that yes he's spine. holding the spine yeah i was like that was a cool so attention good. to detail <laughs> so it's, it's another thing is you get a nice story weaving through all of these which is really cool yeah it's I mean, it's awesome. it's kind of nice to know that that happens. It's not just like this is like you know this is just for scares. It's like oh, they actually care about having some sort of storyline, which kind of like makes it a little bit more gripping. Yes, and it's cool too because it's an original. This is not based on anything. You're not like oh, I can't. They're going to do this scene. They're going to do that. No, it's up to them to fabricate from the ground up. And so I really appreciate that um, a lot. Mark, anything else to add about Monstros before we reveal no, our I rankings? Don't think so I think. We said everything that was, you know, I think it's by saying it's one of the best ones. There's nothing much else to say. <laughs> yeah, really. We're just going to keep flogging the knob yeah. on this. I think the only thing we have left to say before we move on to rankings is Matt Palumbo. Where are you? <laughs> it's 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 5 p.m. Do you know where Matt Palumbo is? Because we don't. Okay, Mark, let's do our rankings. Let's reveal our rankings. But you want to start from the bottom going okay. like nine yeah. to one kind of thing. Yeah, so let's, let's yeah, let's do this. And I figure we'll go back and forth. So name your nine. I'll name my nine. Okay. What's your number nine? I'm your bottom put, house. I put holidays in hell. Yes. My, my number nine is also holidays bottom. in hell. Yep. I agree. 
holidays in hell. Sorry, it was it was fun <laughs> while it lasted, but man, this was like a toxic relationship. Like, I just got to get away from her. Holidays yeah, I didn't in hell. Think I would be saying that. <laughs> no, really sad about that. Mark, what's your number eight? Okay, number eight. I have Stranger Things four. Mark, my apologies to Stranger Things. We're in lockstep at number eight, Stranger Things season four for me as oh, well. Oh wow! Again. Listen, uh, as uh, Holidays in Hell, I do want to like level all the criticisms at. Stranger Things Season 4, just because it's at number 8 and it's at the bottom of my list, do not take that as like a bad thing. Like, yeah. There were so many cool things about it. It's literally here because there were seven other experiences that yeah, I it's sort of like personally preferred. To do it. Yes. Um, I couldn't, in, in good conscience, give it a higher number because I enjoyed other houses that much more, but there were still so many things I enjoyed about the house. Mark, what's your number seven? It is The Last of Us. I also <laughs> didn't think I would be doing that either. I was like, this one's probably to be up at the top. Somehow, it's third from the bottom. I didn't think I'd be saying that. Mark, number seven for me, The Last of Us. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, uh, because, again, I I mean, I, I enjoyed what I got, and I got some scares, but like, I think after all that buildup, this is one of the big ticket IP houses. I thought this thing was going to be like crazy. Yeah. And I even think I'm going to have a controversial statement. The first year we went, The Walking Dead was still an attraction that was live at Universal Hollywood. And they used it as a part of the house for the RIP tour for HHN that year. I had more fun at The Walking Dead experience (laughs) than I did at Last of Us. It felt more like what I think The Last of Us was trying to do. Yeah, you actually felt like you were going through a war zone and they had those people guiding you along. I mean, they had those weird fake faces, but they're like, come on, you got to go to the next room. <laughs> yeah, Remember yeah. they kind of like yes. flagging you along like, you yes. got to go to this area, the containment zone or whatever the hell. They're like, keep it moving, keep it moving. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I, it's true. It's just for me. It's just, a, it's just don't come at me. It's subjective. It's just preference. But it's so funny, dude. You and I have the same nine, <laughs> eight and seven. Okay, let's see if we can keep it going. Mark, I think what's, at, what's your once number we six? start getting to the top, things might change things are definitely gonna change number six for me is the exorcist one wow okay yeah this is where we're different okay number six number six for me universal monsters unmasked oh sorry i had this at number six this was i think i think my hype bumped it down a couple because of the performance of the house yeah this would probably be higher if I didn't go in wanting it to rule so hard. You know what I mean? Yeah, same here. What's your number five? Mine is actually my number five is Universal Monsters and Mass. <laughs> okay. I think in an alter, there was part of me that was going to flip-flop six and five. Okay. And for some reason, I gave Universal Monsters the head over, you gave head it the over edge. Exorcist. But I, now that I think about it, I shouldn't because some of the the uh, illusions were better in the Exorcist one, you know? Well, that's exactly why Exorcist Believer is my number five. Yeah. I I gave it the edge for my top five. I was like, all right, top five. I have to give it up simply because I thought it was the most innovative. Yeah. I thought it was the most innovative. We're still sort of in line almost. Almost exact, dude. Almost exact. Okay. This is going to be, this is where shit gets interesting. The top four, right? Because here, just like you said, I think shit's going to get, going to get crazy. What's your number four? Mine is going to be Chucky, Ultimate Kill Count. That's my number four. Interesting. 
My number four is the Terror Tram Exterminators. Oh, really? Oh, interesting. I had a great time, but again, there were other components I had to weigh. I had to weigh, and as much fun and as great as Terror Tram was, simply by virtue of the fact of how vast it was and how how like long, like it was basically like five mini houses in one, <laughs> which I love. This is again. Don't take my number four as being a slight. Yeah. <laughs> it's the number four in my top five. It's That's a fucking great experience. Um, there were just three other experiences that edged it out for me, but it's a strong. I'm coming in. It's a strong number four. A yeah. handsome number four. Some of these you can almost like. They're just. They could be parallel. It's. It's that close. Totally. Yes. But unfortunately, one has to be over the other. And... Yeah, you got to pick one. Wait, this isn't yeah. a fucking hippie school where we're gonna give everybody an award we gotta name our favorites it's our goddamn show we can do whatever we want mark what's your number three okay here we go i think this is where uh, we three baby semi flip-flopped mine was terror tram actually there we go you really loved terror tram you came yeah, away I'm, like psyched it has so much variety and like and it's just such a different experience by it being outdoors and then using the war of the world set and you know using the Bates hotel that's it's it's hard not to put that in the not put that in the top three for me. So I was like, this has to be at least three. Interesting. Two more you could that. start to see the priorities, like like yeah. where Mark's priorities are, where my priorities are. Number three, my number three, I'm gonna give to Chucky Ultimate Kill Count, simply by virtue of the fact of how blown away I was by the real animatronics and that it it this is in my top three now. Like considered my the next things I'm gonna say, these all felt like I was truly immersed in the movie like i was walking through living versions of these movies i felt like we were in a real chucky movie and i had to give it the edge over terror tram but it was tough dude because i kept going back and forth i had terror tram at number three until this afternoon and literally before we signed on i said i'm gonna flip it i'm gonna flip it <laughs> but i mean if you notice the if you look at our list the like all of those ones are the same at the bottom but it's really only just these slight flip-flops Totally, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. Our, I think there's an alternative reality where our lists are exactly the same. That but I have hilarious. a feeling for the rest of this, the next two, it's also going to flip-flop. We're going to have similar rankings, but reversed. But and, they uh, could easily have been the same. I'll and say. let's hear from uh, Matt Palumbo. What's your number three? Oh, sorry, Matt's <laughs> not here because Matt vanished. <laughs> Do you imagine he comes in? My number three. Is. He's in your house. <laughs> yeah, that's where he was the whole time. My number three is definitely Terror Tram. <laughs> hey, do you mind if I crash here now? I crash here? Is that cool? We're friends now, right? All right, Mark, here we go. Top two. Top two. What's your number two house of the year? My number two house is going to be your number one house. Okay. Mine is got? Monstros, the Monsters of Latin America as number two. Yes. Hey, man, I'm happy with that. A, because it's my number one house, but B, that it made your top two is amazing. <laughs> yes, for me. It's too good not to put in the top two, it's you know. Just experience-wise. Like, this is one of those things, and Mark and I even said this, um, a little spoiler for Knots. At both events, the last two houses we did were the were our favorite houses that we did. Yeah. So that was a great capper. Something for to keep something to keep event. in mind there. <laughs> um for me, my number two is Evil Dead Rise. I thought it was um just fantastic from start to finish. The top two are the two houses I would have just wanted to keep doing. Like if we went back for yeah. another night at HHN, I would have been like, guess what? I want to do these two houses oh, right totally away. Agree. 
Yeah, for sure. Mark, your number one, you kind of said it. My number ahead. one is going to be Evil Dead Rise. And it's yeah. just because it got me, especially toward the end with that. You know, I'm a fan of the thing. So that creature with all the bodies just mushed together was very yeah. cool. And that and was terrifying. super well, like well realized. And they had two of them too. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't just like one. So it got me in a double scare, which I really enjoyed. And that's why I kind of like it. It kind of ed- it edged it out. But like I said, in an alternate reality, those could have easily been flip flopped. They could have flipped. Really fun. Yep. Uh, well, it's no secret. My number one is Monstros, the Monsters of Latin America. <laughs> I thought it was the most bang for your buck. I was the most scared, had the most fun, admired every single element. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna suck its dick any more than I already have. <laughs> it's my house of the year. I fucking loved it. And this is what. I, this is the last thing I'll say about Monstros. I loved it so much that I hope they repeat it. I hope it comes back because I cannot wait to return to Monstros, Monsters of Latin well, America. Look what happened last time. You may want it to just be that one oh, experience. <laughs> when it comes back, it's not as good. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe ooh, that would make me nervous. Be actually. careful what like, you wish ooh. for, kind of thing. Yeah, Mark, let's do some let's do some awards really quick, Mark. Okay. So favorite house, I think we just both capped. Right yeah. for Mark, it was Evil Dead Rise. For me, it was Monstros. Mark, least favorite house, I think we also know, was Holidays, yeah, Holidays in Hell. Holidays in Hell, for both unfortunately. of us. Mark, best scare. What what house had the best scare for you? I think for me, it would actually be. Hmm, let's see. That's a good one. That is a tough one because the I'd say okay. You know what? Just so I'm not saying the same thing as my favorite one, I'm going to say the Exorcist one because that demon creature got me a couple times at the end. Mark, we are in lockstep again. <laughs> the best scare for me was the goddamn demon in Exorcist. Believer, he that fucking thing got me several times. Yeah, that was a great setup at the end. Good you actually God. felt like even the one in the beginning when you first saw him fucker came too close <laughs> with the talons right in my face <laughs> mark best set who had the best set in your opinion best set oh god that is a tough one i'm gonna give it up while you're thinking about it i'm gonna go for evil dead rise oh oh i'm gonna go for evil dead rise because it really puts you inside of a high-rise apartment building there were dummy doors there were yeah, doorbells they had so many intricate little details that like didn't need to be there because they weren't serving a yeah. scene function. It's all just to immerse you, like to be like, "Yep, you're in an apartment building." I admired that. So and I'm it was give consistency it to too. Like each doorbell was the same doorbell. Same so you felt yeah. like they weren't going to some scrapyard and picking awesome. up like old garbage. <laughs> yeah, I really loved that set. What about you? Said Terratram. I said Terratram, but it's only because they. But does that really count? Because they were just set dressing pre-existing things? No, I mean, they they can mean whatever you want. They were also walking through amazing set pieces, right? Yeah, yeah. The downed airplane, Bates Motel. Yeah. Yeah, I feel as though they're just like decorating pre-existing stuff. But you know what? It just looks so epic, especially if you're just walking through a crashed airplane. I mean, how can you not give that? Mark, most innovative. Most innovative. I'm gonna have house. to go with the Exorcist. I think. I also am gonna go for Exorcist Believer. So just because it felt like it had the most new technology applied inside of it. Those walls, the the trick of having them appear and reappear. Yeah. That was fucking excellent. That was awesome. <laughs> um, I don't have any other award categories. Um, so Exorcist Believer cleaned up. It got uh, it got a couple spoopy awards. Well, if you from did us. best sound design, you'd have Rise. Rise, Evil Dead Rise. Yep, Evil Dead Rise for sure would be best sound. Um, I also think maybe uh, most fun. I know that's a bit of a of a of a a nebulous one, but I would give it a two way tie between Monstruos and Chucky. 
I was going to give it to Monstros as the yeah. top one. Yeah. Most. Fun. And it's because we went, it was enough for us to go through Here's it twice an one. at the end of a long night. You know? How about house you'd most want to revisit? If you could revisit oh. only one, one house today, today, what would it be? It could be any reason, even if it's like, I want to do over, I didn't have a good run, or I loved it so much, I'm going again. What's the house you would revisit? I think I would go with Evil Dead Rise because I, I think that was something that I would love to experience twice just because, like you were saying, the set design, sound, everything about it was like yep, really well done. So, And I, I felt like to, I did um, miss a couple early scares, so I'd want to see that. How about you? I mean, I would love that one, but I got to tell you, I'd love to beat a dead horse. I think I'd go Monstros again. It's my house That's of the year, one, and I had yeah. such a great time. I'd love to return. I think that is the house to fucking beat. I loved it. All right, Mark, that's it. That wraps up our big HHN wrap-up for 2023. But before we go, our buddy Kevin at The Real for Real is helping us celebrate spoopy season with some of his spoopy movie picks. Let's send it over to him. Hey, what's up, Matt and Mark? It's Kevin over here at The Real for Real. So first off, I'm going to need another invite to the show. It's been a while. Y'all ain't hit me up. I know there's got to be some kind of affirmative action policy or something. I'm going to contact y'all's HR, man. It should be required for you to get one brother on the show quarterly. If, if y'all don't have that requirement, then shit. I'm going to contact y'all's HR. I'm going to put that in place now. But look, I know this is Amazing. a special season for y'all. And y'all go crazy over the horror genre. I know how y'all do. So let me go ahead and give you some of my Halloween go-tos. Now, ever since I was a kid growing up with cable TV and having that TV guide, Edward Scissorhands has always been playing either before Halloween or on Halloween. So I try to keep that same tradition. So usually I start off my month of the October with Edward Scissorhands just because it's such a vibe. It brings me so much nostalgia. And I just love starting off my month with that. So this year I'm going to do that, Edward Scissorhands. And I'm going to kick it off with the crazies, so the 2013 version, not love the that. 70s one. Hot take, hot take. The remake is better. Agreed. The remake is better. Oh, so, um, too. now Great. last year I watched all the Halloween movies in chronological order. I don't usually do that. I usually just kind of skip around or watch the first two, but I did that last year to kind of get a refresher on the series. And let's just say the series of events are convoluted as hell. And then what's funny <laughs> is I forgot how funny number five is because Dr. Loomis had me dying laughing at number five. Cause I'm like, bro, why is this man acting so psychotic and getting aggressive with this little Jamie? That ain't right, dog. They 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 broke my dude crazy on there. But yeah, I'll definitely be watching the first two Halloween movies, oh, yeah. yeah, which are the OGs, and then I'm gonna transition over to Halloween one and two by Rob Zombie. I don't yes. care what anybody says, Matt. You know what it is, bro. That Rob. man makes some fire ass movies. Yep. <laughs> the dialogue in Halloween one and two is just crazy, man. It's hilarious. I love the gore. Shout out to Sherry Moon. She'd be over there looking good, too. Um, then I would definitely transition over to the Fire Five uh, Family Trilogy. So that means House of a Thousand Corpses, yes. Devil's Rejects, Three from Hell. I'll definitely be watching those three. Uh, yeah, and then I went ahead good. and bought this Exorcist 4K, which I've been waiting on forever. So I'm go. definitely going to watch that. And Last House on the Left, uh, the Arrow video. Uh, the two, the 2009 version now. Not that Grindhouse 70s one. I ain't doing that for Last House. I'm going to do the two now, 2009 version just to watch what that Arrow video looks like. I'm sure they did justice to the restoration. Uh, then I'm going to go ahead and get into the Nightmare of Elm Street series uh, and the Friday the 13th series. Damn. Now, check this out. My goal is to watch both of these series all the way through. Because for Nightmare on Elm Street, I usually stop at Dream Warriors. That's a lot of movies. Okay, I just <laughs> stop at the first three, and then after that, I just check out. 
Uh, Friday the 13th, I usually just skip around. I don't usually like watch them all the way through. So that's what my plan is. Uh, For anything out of the box, man, I don't think I have anything out of the box, but I will tell you, I just bought a racer head on Criterion. Oof, um, that's a good and people one. find that one to be crazy. It is yeah. a crazy one. But let me tell you something. Anybody listening to this, if you are a new time father, you need to watch Eraserhead. If you got a kid on the way, you need to watch Eraserhead. <laughs> that's my list, y'all. Hey, <laughs> thanks. And uh, looking forward to being on here soon, man. Kevin from The Real For Real, thank you so much. Uh, do follow thank Kevin you. at The Real For Real on Instagram. We're going to have him back soon. <laughs> that was He's fucking awesome amazing. To talk we are to. having him back soon. It's been too long. Thank you again, Kevin, for helping us celebrate spoopy season on our show. Dude, that that's a lot awesome of movies. Grouping. If you're going to do all the Friday and all the Nightmare, that's almost 20 movies. Right? That's you know, like 19 or 20 I movies. I applaud him for sitting through all those. Jesus, yeah, my that's... ass would fall off. You would like so many, and they're all like fran like those really long franchises. Too. Yeah, yeah, I like that's you know, pretty cool. He's very completionist. I love that he does. The whole I know, Firefly I like that too. Trilogy. That's good. That, yep. Like he has a special place in my heart because he. <laughs> yeah, man, you know we're massive Rob Zombie fans on this show, so we're excited when anybody else the, of our peers also like Rob Zombie. So instantly we clicked with Kevin because he also yeah. digs Rob Zombie. So. <laughs> actually, you both have inspired me to rewatch those Rob Zombie Halloween movies. I actually might do that. You should totally this do it. Watch both. Watch both. They're a good little pair. Good double feature. Uh, and they go fast. They go a lot faster than you think they're going to. So once again, thank you to our buddy Kevin. We're going to have him back on the show very soon. Yeah. Next week, we're returning to business as usual. More spoopy fun. Tommy returns to the show. And um, I'm just going to reveal it. Next week, or this week, on this Friday, it's Friday the 13th. So we're going to celebrate next week with one of the Friday the 13th movies. But we're going we're gonna to make it a surprise. We're not going to tell you which one. So tune in next week for our Friday the 13th spoopy episode. Tommy's back. Mark, yeah. I had an amazing HHN with you, brother. Thanks for, for joining me. Thanks so much for planning that trip. And I'm so happy it's a, a tradition now. Not to get all sappy it's a tradition, in front of the viewers, dude. It's a tradition. but it's like, for me, it's one of the best parts of the year. Like, doing this show is the most fun I have during the week. But the most fun I have during the entire year is going to HHN with Matt and We've added some extra traditions to it. You know, we've yeah. done like so many other side little things. We got to eat at Din Tai Fung. I mean, Amazing so restaurant. many great experiences, even outside of the horror genre. It's just great to just hang out with Matt, catch up with him, actually see him in person for a change. So yeah, that's nice. I wouldn't give this up for anything in the world. And I just, I hope we can do it more. It just sent me a little, a sweet little message. She goes, if, if you guys could do this twice a year, you would. And I totally agree with her. Agreed. <laughs> Dude, I was like, man, I said one year would be amazing to do HHN on both coasts. If we could do that it. would be if so cool. It. All right. Well, dude, I thank you, man. Thanks for doing these trips with me. I, it's officially a tradition, Mark. This is our third <laughs> one. We got to keep it going. Mark I and I not so. only survived all the houses again. We also survived double the amount this year because we went to Not Scary Farm. And if you want to hear us talk about that, we're probably going to be talking about it on the Patreon. That's it for us. We're out of here. Peace. Peace.